and welcome to the Inglorious Bards. I'm your charming Game Master Tom, and this is Episode 9, Lost in Time and Space. In our last adventure, the heroes destroyed the chain gate from the other side and jumped back safely home, all except Xanner. With their friend trapped in another reality, the heroes were desperate to find a way to bring him back. Gabe the old wizard passed along some instructions and magic chalk. By traveling to a populous area and drawing a shape with the chalk that's familiar to Xanner, they just might be able to create an opening into their own world to bring back their friend. The heroes traveled by barge down the Key River until arriving at the busy town of Tabernary. How will the heroes try to return Xanner to this world, and how far are they willing to go to bring him back? The adventure begins! We've got to get Jenner back. He's lost out there somewhere. We will, my friend. We will. Killian puts a reassuring hand on Jix's shoulder as the two of them stand at the bow of a barge. Their flat vessel, loaded with crates and supplies, slowly makes its way across a lake to the town of Tabernary. Idrisil slings his bow over his shoulder, gently steps over a sleeping dwarf, and approaches the half-elf maneuvering the barge towards the town docks. What should we expect here at the docks? Anything about this town we should be wary of? Any special customs when we arrive? Weapons allowed or not allowed? Those sort of things? No, no trouble. Pay your coins at the dock and you're in. Twenty-foot walls of stone line the town of Tabernary. A few towers rise above the stonework. The west side of the town opens up to the lake with multiple docks on the north and south side of the bay. Smaller boats and a larger ship move in and out of the town into the lake. There are dozens and dozens of tightly packed houses and shops with smoke rising out of chimneys in the morning hour. People move between warehouses, carts and wagons are pulled along the stone roads, and the sounds of a bustling town travel out across the water. Idrisil joins his friends at the bow of the barge. Far sight bigger than Edlin home. Indeed. This was once the location of a fort that housed an expeditionary force from the old Bizrin Empire. It's long since lost the trappings of that era and outgrown the boundaries of its own walls. And I have not been here myself, but there is a temple to Karahel, and the people here are loyal to the kingdom. Well, we'll have to keep ourselves out of trouble as best we can. We are not known here. Agreed. We'll have to stay within the law. Did you leave that to me? I'm really, really good at lying. Well, I don't think that's even a real word. It isn't. Iggy continues to sleep on the barge wrapped up in his cloak against a wooden crate. He dreams of Xanner getting sucked into a portal, his mind filled with images of the poor gnome trapped in a dark box, unable to get free, pounding on invisible walls, hoping his allies will save him. In this dream, the walls close in around Xanner, getting tighter and tighter until Iggy finally wakes with a jolt. The dwarf grabs hold of the hilt of his sword for reassurance before rubbing the sleep out of his eyes. He looks up to see tall wooden docks slowly passing overhead. The barge comes to a stop beside a low dock with a ladder leading up to the street above. Several dock workers drop down and start unloading the barge. Looks like we're here. The half-elf bargeman stores his pole and announces, we are here. Yeah, I just said that. The heroes grab their packs and scramble up the ladder. 
They quickly arrive on a bustling street with a narrow tavern, several warehouses, the smell of rotting fish, and a crowded street with lots of townsfolk on the move. A dockmaster approaches, holding a ledger and backed by two guards wearing the heraldry of the town. Welcome to Tavernry. May your work be strong and your voice be heard. It's time for me to have your names now. I am Killian, Wayfarer of the Temple of Your full names, please. Killian Fennel. Ignal Heavybringer. The dockmaster turns to the elven ranger as he writes in his ledger. And you are? Idrisil. Your full name? Idrisil the Elf. The dockmaster frowns and writes more in his ledger. He then looks down to see a snaggletooth jix plucking filth off the <laughs> ground and stuffing it into a pouch. <laughs> the dockmaster begins to ask for a name and quickly changes his mind. Uh, plus one goblin. Now, <laughs> would one of you please state the nature of your arrival at Tabernay? Please choose from trade, professional work, or personal. Jix, very worried about their missing friend, pushes his way to the front of the group. Uh, we're here to save Jatter, who went through the chain gate up Bottom Hill Farms to destroy it from the other side of where these golden people lived, and they were trying to get through it, but destroying it really pissed off the wizard Brimley, and Xander didn't make it through and got sucked to another mention of space and time is trapped there forever unless we find a crowded place with lots of people, and I draw a picture of a buddy named Mr. Wiggles, and I hope this magic chalk will draw him back into this world. I'll mark that as personal. Jix looks up with worried eyes at Killian. We've got to get Jenner back. Killian nods. Armed men arriving in town. The price is two silver each. Jix turns to Killian. <laughs> Killian turns to Idrisil. Idrisil turns to Iggy. Iggy turns to see no one there. God damn it, you asses! Iggy tosses eight silver coins onto the ledger. The dockmaster snaps the book closed. Welcome to Tabernry. You guys are on this warehouse street that's maybe 20 feet above the water. There is a lot of bustling and activity that's going on. Immediately, as soon as the um, dockmaster and his guards step away, there's a guy who comes right up to you and is trying to sell you some warm jackets. Hey, I've got jackets here. You want something to stay warm? Look like you travelers could use something. Would it be reasonable to wear a jacket right now, or are we pretty comfortable? You're pretty comfortable right now. Okay. We're good. Thank you. Move along. Uh, he moves along, and another person comes up to you and says, Hey, you look like Slayers. If you uh, if you have some, uh, some time and want to have a bit of a change in... A positive outlook on your life, the army's always looking to recruit. We're good. Not Please interested. move along. Where would you like to head? <laughs> um, so I guess we probably need to get accommodations, but also um, we need to figure out ideally where kind of the biggest, you know, Jix, blob of people. Jix are wants to go be. to the plaza. Yeah, I think the plaza, is there a bazaar or something? Like, you know, is the plaza like like a marketplace type area? You've never been, you don't know. All right, well, let's... Um, the people around us, are there more of those kind of the guards that we saw um, last session? No, you don't um, see any of those in the... common folk? In the Navarre. You guys are in the kingdom of Nav uh, Navarre. You don't see anyone in that uh, heraldry, more of the town of Tabernary, which is two hammers, is their symbol, colliding mm -hmm. um, from some old... Um, old concept that this town was based on that no longer is important. Uh, all right. Is that an old Bizrin concept? Yep, yep indeed. Uh, yeah, so uh, Idrisil seeing Jix kind of start hopping in a certain direction, he just takes two and follows Jix. 
wherever he wants to go, if that's the plaza. Okay. I'm going to attach myself to the smallest. Yeah. Uh, for right uh, now. Uh, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's a good idea, you know. And, I mean, Killian's kind of keeping his eyes out for perspective places of where to draw Mr. Wiggles at. Okay. <laughs> That's a weird sentence to hear. Uh, you guys walk along the uh, edge of this uh, warehouse uh, district type thing and it starts to rise up a little bit higher as you uh, curve around towards a bridge that spans uh, the river uh, where you guys actually kind of came through and walk across this tall bridge with uh, it's heading towards a plaza area. The plaza is a wide open space. You can see some... Uh, a, a former fortress-looking building on the southwest side that looks like it's been uh, demilitarized a bit. There's a couple stores that have been made out of some of the sections on the bottom. The plaza itself has a big, huge, old-looking fountain there that doesn't seem to have much water in it. Uh, there is some uh, market action going on there with some different stalls that are around in the plaza. There's a lot of activity just because that's where people tend to move around. It's a, a major thoroughfare. Um, but it's, I'm getting a vibe like a European type uh, place where you can sit down, relax a little bit, but there's also some buildings that are kind of crowded around. And in particular, in the lead of your group was Jix and Idrisil, and you two are gently accosted by a young human uh, lad, maybe 15, 16 years old, dressed in some scraggly looking clothes. You immediately put your hand to your pouch just to make sure you're safe. Mm. And he says, uh, Hey, hey, uh, my name's uh, Kel. You look like you're new here. Now, what can I do for you, Kel? Hey, I know this town better than anyone. I know it better than than the mayor himself. You need anything, uh, I'm your guy. Well, Kel, we are indeed in need of some assistance. We might need a guide to help us around town. That's me then. Three silver and I am yours for the day. We need the entire population of, of, of Tavernry here in this plaza in about an hour. Can you do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but three silver and I'm yours for the day. Would you do it for one silver, two copper? Uh, I, I could do two silver. How about two silver? I'll hand him two silver. He takes the two silver. Biggie, you paid for the uh, the boat. For uh, walking on thank you. All right. Well, match, but uh, until uh, until you guys are good to go, I'm, I'm yours all day. Uh, we can get you a place to stay. I know a good place. You guys are, I'm guessing, mercenaries or adventurers. We guess you. How do we? Common folk, Cal. Now, no funny business. You've gotten a fair wage from us. How do we draw a crowd? How do you draw a crowd? Uh... It's not a joke, eh? <laughs> I, I, well, what do you mean? You, your performers? Yeah. Yeah, you just shake of us like that. Um, and we need lots of people here to watch us perform. Well, I guess you could put on a show. There's a theater. There's a big bar people like to hang out with. There's the plaza here. If we want to put on the biggest show that Tabendry's ever seen, where would we do that? You could try and squeeze it in tonight. The mayor's doing a big celebration here in the plaza tonight. It's, it's just the biggest gathering spot in the entire town. Well, yeah. If you're kind of young or looking for some fun, everyone's going to be here tonight. There's going to be a lot of food, a lot of music, and I can take you to all the best spots. I know two different uh, performing groups are going to be here. You'll have a great time tonight. What's the, the gathering for, Kel? 
It's something about nights from long ago, and I can't remember. It's just a reason for people to get together. He's really worth those two silver, isn't oh, he? Oh, we do need to... Wealth of information. Whoever the performers are, we could um, speak with them and perhaps pay them for a small space and um, draw the rabbit there. I mean, if the people are, we just need people around us, right? Yeah. We don't need them paying attention to us. Correct. So we just find a little, I mean, how big do we have to draw this little bunny? It has to be big enough. Not very big, because it has to be big enough for Xana to get through. You know, I can create a space big enough for that. And uh, we can't have it disrupted once it's done. So we can't have, you know, if if we could, you know, perhaps pay someone for it, uh, a a space in their um, shop, uh, you know, a space amongst the uh, performers. Yeah, mean, something of that nature. Turns back to Cal. Cal, could you point us in the direction of the mayor's office? He points across the plaza at the large fortress-looking structure and says, yeah, the mayor's got a room in there. Is that where we could get maybe a a permit for a a place in this plaza tonight for the celebration? Could we talk to someone in charge of that event? It's going to be dark. You just do whatever you want tonight with me guiding you to the best spots. We're gonna need a place in the plaza around, surrounded by people, but also isolated. No one, no one can disturb us. We wanna have what, the what, best what is, I don't know, show. how does that work? How is it isolated, surrounded That's by people? That's why we're asking if we can like rent a stall. You said there's gonna be like people out here like selling stuff. We want- private booths? So, yeah, mister. Uh, booths. I know the city better than anyone. So you need a a, a, a selling merchant stall? Yeah. Or, or a stage? Just a stall would work fine. All right. I can, I can, I can look Any into space. something like that. Who do we, do you don't know who we talk to? I can make that happen. Okay. I just, I need to know, I'll, here, let's go over to this inn. I'll get you checked in here. And then I'll meet you back here in about maybe 30, 40 minutes, and I'll arrange something with the stall, and we'll get you taken care of. As he says that... We'll never see that little bastard again. (laughs) (laughs) As he says that, and he's pointing towards this inn uh, just further way off the plaza, you see on the plaza is a raised section um, that looks like it might make a cool stage for later tonight. However, it is currently occupied by three people hanging by nooses, swinging uh, in the wind. There is a... Are they performing or... (laughs) (laughs) Dedication. There is Character acting. uh, There is a... It's two two men and a woman who are... uh, Have been hung, hanged. And there is a priest of... Not of Karahel, who is standing um, just outside of them, uh, calling out to the people and uh, giving them words of caution. Uh, you just hear him as you start to walk past him. Navar demands civility and not murderers and thieves like these. We must band together as, as one people with strength. If you steal from Navar, if you steal from the, the Senate, you steal from the very lifeblood of Tavernry. Not many people are giving him much attention. Uh, Killian gives Jex a meaningful look. Cal, are you taking <laughs> us to the closest end? 
He says, yeah, it's right over here. It's a decent one. Okay. He takes you over to this inn and it is the uh, the Fall Feathers Inn. And it's a kind of a tall structure. A lot of the buildings within the walled section of Tavernary are narrow, but tall. And you go inside and can get a room. We can already have that part of your cost of living you guys have taken care of. And- uh, What's the name of the inn? Fall, Fall Feathers. Fall Feathers. And uh, Kel says, "Okay, I'll be I'll be right back. I'm gonna go look at a look for a stall." Before you leave, where's uh, where's the closest armor smith? He gives you directions to where that's at. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. And if you're looking for, oh, I'll tell you about it later. And he's excited and he walks away. And Killian tosses him a silver and hey, thanks, boss. And find us a good spot. I will. And he runs off and comes back later to find you guys still there. Or are you going somewhere else? Um, How far away was the armorsmith? Um, about maybe just a couple minutes walk. Not a huge town. I would like to go do that. All right. If they're all, I leave you guys to I'm gonna, figure out what the hell we're doing. I'm going to go with Iggy uh, to the armorsmith. Okay. Gillian's just going to kind of go outside into the plaza and just observe. He's going to kind of interested in the priest with the with the people who have been hung. Yeah, what is the reaction amongst the townspeople to seeing people hanged? Are they kind of like was Cal kind of nonplussed by it? Uh, yeah, no one seems to particularly have much interest. Okay. Walking right by it, not too interested. Um, he's going to be within like talking distance to this guy, but just kind of like he's not going to interrupt them, but like you know all right. Kind of. He continues preaching to the wandering masses that are going by, uh, again, trying to make an example of these uh, people. And he addresses you as he sees you there. And he says, we must, we must cut down those who would cut us down first. It is our duty to slay, to slay these gangs of wolves that attack us relentlessly. You know what I say, brother. I, and what did these wolves in particular do? They stole from the city. They attacked our taxes. How so? They attacked one of our storehouses where the tax collector lives. Six attacked, three were cut down by our brave guards and three more faced their crimes. You speak of wolves, are these an organized band? A band we will not tolerate. Hmm. None should. No good citizens of the kingdom or the town should allow such debauchery. That's a bad choice of words. <laughs> such depravity, perhaps? Depravity. Well said, brother. Hmm. You can handle the bell. Debauchery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the debauchery is hard. Wasn't allowed. Debauchery is <laughs> yeah. fine. Uh, Iggy, you were going to, and with Idrisil, a um, armory. Yeah, I've had this. Can I sell? I'm gonna. Uh, I don't want to, but I also feel like carrying this great sword and this great axe is a little much. Um, how much can I sell that great sword? Yeah, um, that's Lucy. Lucy. Uh, Lucy, uh, yeah, so Lucy, Idrisil watches Iggy hand over <laughs> Lucy, and a tear falls from Idrisil's face. Ah, it's all right. It's it's uh, served its purpose. Goodbye, sweet girl. 
Uh, Lucy is. <laughs> Lucy two. Lucy will. <laughs> that'll net you one gold. Okay. Uh, sure. I'll do. I'll do it. Okay. And are you upgrading your armor or not? Yes. Okay. Idrisil, you were tagging along. Anything interesting? Uh, I for just want to know if she has the equipment to make flaming arrows. Um. She gives you flint and tinder. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no magic arrow magic shop type thing at all. I sadly, that's a no. nice armory. Perhaps no. there might be some magical. There is one person left back at the Fall Feathers Inn, and that is Jix. And Jix, you are greeted by Kel about 40 minutes later. He says, hey, everyone. Oh, uh, you. Yeah. What, was, uh, what was your name? I'm Jix. All right, boss Jix. Uh, I I got a stall for you, uh, but it's gonna cost a little coin. Uh, four silver gets you a stall, a merchant stall in the plaza, um, not too far off of the river side. Um, what are what are some of the other options? Well, there's one that's like dead center. It's gonna be next to this big. <laughs> a show with some fireworks and stuff, but that'll probably be too loud. Too loud for what? For whatever you're trying to sell. Ah, uh, no, don't worry about it. Uh, how much is that one? That one's seven silver. Seven silver, let's see. So, let's see, we gave you two silver earlier? Yeah, that's my payment for the, for the day. And then you need seven silver for the footage. This thing for the guy, no, there uh, for seven silver, you can have that for the the whole celebration tonight. And and then how much? How much for like the next thirteen nights after that? Oh, I'm not that good with math. I don't know. So how about this then? <laughs> I give you one gold piece. Okay, yeah, we'll get you squared away. And and I want that. I want that tent up for two weeks. I'll see what I can do. I'm not, uh, I think that's not enough. You go see what you can do and come back to me for that gold piece. All right there, Cal? And Cal walks off confused. <laughs> uh, Killian, you had anything else you wanted to do? Um, I'm like inspecting the three hanged people. Is there that wolf symbol present on the, the one that was carved in the tree or anything? Um, um trying to relate that back. Make a perception roll for any use. Okay. What is my new perception? 19. 19. You see there is a picture of a gray wolf head as a little badge on a sleeve on one of the hanging people. Is that similar to the wolf's, the wolf that was? No, that was a full shape of a wolf. And you see on the other two people that are hanging that there was a badge and it was ripped off, but not okay. on this third one. All right. Um, Iggy and Idrisil, you guys come back towards the inn where oh. you're staying and you see your friend Kel, your brand new friend Kel, is returning back to the inn quickly. And as he does, someone grabs him and pulls him into the alley right beside the inn. Who do we see who grabs him? Some guy you've never seen before. I'm gonna go invest, uh, Iggy would like to go investigate. Okay. Yeah, without hesitation, this will watch. Killian catch that as well? Uh, nope, you're oblivious okay. currently. You're too busy joining that guy, harassing people. <laughs> 
Uh, Iggy and Idrisil, uh, you guys uh, turn down the alley right next to the uh, uh, inn, and you see Kel has been uh, pushed up against a wall, and there's this kind of beefier dwarf that's lower than him, but stronger than him, that's got him pushed up against the wall and got his like forearm up against his throat. And Kel's like, I don't, I don't have any coins on me now. I'll pay you later. What's going on, friend? The dwarf turns to you and says, mind your own business. This is my business. You all right, Kel? Kel says, uh, no, boss. I'm, I need to get back with you guys. These, these guys are, I'm working with these guys. And the dwarf doesn't even look at you. And he says, you're going to get some of this shaking his little fist at you unless you get the hell out of here. Now give me my money, he says to Kel. Why does he owe you money? He borrowed money and now he needs to pay. How much did he borrow? Six silver. (laughs) How long ago did he borrow that? And Kel says, well, it was my birthday three weeks ago, and I wanted to have a kind of a fun time, and uh, I'll pay you back soon. And he punches Kel in the belly and says, let's see what you got now, and just starts digging through and pulling Kel's coins out of his pouch. Ah, oh, we've got three silver. I think if you take that three silver now, you should uh, consider uh, your payment received. Make an intimidation roll. Yeah. Plus two for your great axe. Um, ba, 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 15. 15. He looks over at you with a scowl and eyes you up and then sees this elf with no bow drawn, but looking like he could pounce at any second. And the guy puts the silver in his pocket, says, uh, fine. We'll be seeing you, Kel. No. You're paid. I just told you, you take that, you're paid in full. You're going to leave this kid alone. All right, you're paid up, Kel, and I'm out of here. What's your name? My name's Sten, and I hope we don't run into each other anytime soon. That would be a good idea for you, Sten. And he leaves and takes a couple steps and... Yeah, sorry, excuse me. I got to get through this. Sorry, (laughs) sorry. Can I just... Thank you. Okay, all right. (laughs) And he departs. So walks over to <laughs> Kel um, and sort of, you know, fixes his clothes and whatnot. And he picks up some of his stuff. Thanks. What was all that about, Kel? Uh, he uh, was a friend that I borrowed money from, and uh, I've been I've been dodging him for a couple weeks. Well, let's not make a habit of that while we're here. Yeah. We don't need to become any kind of enforcer for you. But a deal's a deal, and you still got me for the day. And maybe tomorrow you might still need me, and we can we can do another two silver then. That's right. What uh, what information did you uh, get back for us? Did you tell anyone of our group? I learned a lot about math, and I don't think your your friend Boss Jix knows much about math. Uh, he's trying to get a stall. I got a stall for you, and I've got one for four silver. I got one for seven silver, and he's offering a gold for a week, and that just doesn't work out. And now my friend thinks I'm an idiot with math. So if you want a stall, I got seven some options. Silver for, yeah, for per day for for yeah for the night. It might be. What can can we talk? Once we get our uh, our friends back, let's go talk to uh, whoever you're talking to, and maybe we can strike up a deal. Uh, you, you gotta go through your friend Cal here. I I'm handling we'll take all your you with us. Oh no 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 no! I'll take care of the business. Cal, mm. considering the business. that we just saved your scrawny ass, why don't you just let Iggy 
Help us out. You gotta understand, this is my, this is my business. And business is not going very well for you. Look, I, I, I no, can- No, no, no. What? You look. <laughs> I don't wanna look! <laughs> We're gonna do as we say now, okay? We could call your friend Sten back. We don't have to be like that. You don't have to be like this. We're not trying to cheat you out of anything. We, we'll, we'll give you a little bit of extra coin if we can spark a deal. Fair wages for fair work. Uh, and a fair price for a fair stall. Uh, okay. We come this way. And he takes you towards his merchant friend. Killian, you can see your friends coming out of a alleyway and heading off in a different direction. Seems suspicious. I'll follow. Okay. Join him. And Jix, what are you up to? Jix is drawing rabbits. Just practicing? <laughs> yeah. You get he's a like, weird look from the innkeeper as you're drawing on his table. He's, just, he's holding Mr. Wiggles in one hand. Like, you know those pose, those poseable, like, wooden dolls <laughs> that, our, that our students buy at, at university? He's just holding... Mr. Weagle's up and different, po- trying to get the most surface area proposed. Okay. So that he can get it right. The gr- <laughs> other part of the group, you arrive at a merchant. This is a uh, an, uh, an apple a citrus type merchant guy. He's um, breaking open some crates and getting out some uh, new produce out. And Kel is there and he says, uh, uh, hey, these were the guys that were looking to uh, rent your stall. Greetings. Hello, sir. He says, hello. Yes, so um, there's uh, some options available. I've got two silver on the other side of the lake looking at the uh, whole experience tonight. I've got a friend who can get us uh, you next to the river for four or my own dead center for seven. Now this uh, stall in the dead center, that price is for the evening? Uh, yes, it's going to be quite an evening, but you do understand that one is next to the fireworks. Yes, yes. Uh, what say you to a reduced price for a longer term? Such as? Say... Two gold per week. Make a diplomacy roll. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Eighteen? You have a deal, sir. (laughs) Okay, here's uh, here's the first week. He says, uh, here is the key to the stall. It is the one that is the red one next to the fountain. And this will unlock the main thing. You can put your wares there and you can post notices or prices on the raised lid if you'd like. Um, just lock it up when you're done each night um, and don't uh, lose the key. It also has the chain that has it locked to the bolt so no one leaves with the stall. Uh, Killian investigates it, make sure it's big enough to, for what we're intending. Okay, what the hell does that mean? It's um, a, it's a, it's a grosser apple cart stall okay, thing. Okay, so basically we can clear a space on the ground that we can draw a rabbit big enough for Xander to fit in. And for us to probably be there as well, at least a couple of us. It is, it's literally like an apple cart that you can raise up a lid and then it has little support beams, you can hold it up. Yeah. Um, so there's no space for you to draw, but you would have a reason to be there is the best you can get out of it as well. Okay. All right. All right. And I mean, but they're, okay. And um, I guess we're gonna, I'm gonna go to, well, we need to get what? Probably 
What are, what is what all is this? Are we by ourselves or? Sure, sure, sure. What what all? I mean, I know we have to draw a picture, but what else do we have to do? Does that have to be an enclosed space? It's what the what the, the wizard Gabe said was that we have to draw something that is familiar to Zana uh, and large enough for him to pass through. But we're like, do we have to like join hands and chant or like whatever? What is expected of us besides drawing a picture of doing that and money. waiting and and waiting apparently? Okay. Um, and then the blue chalk itself is the is the item that will allow him to return. Okay. But I do intend to stay with the drawing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what uh. Igno wants to go back up to the the, the fruit merchant. Oh, sir, my name is Igno. What was your uh, what was your name? Sias. Sias. Good name. Good name. Hey, uh, that crate of apples. Any chance you'd throw that in uh, for the for for our deal? <laughs> Heavens, no. Why not? That's uh, that would be another uh, two gold. Two gold for a crate of apples. All right, one gold. How about five silver? Uh, how about you make a diplomacy roll, my friend? Damn it. <laughs> a four. Fuck you. <laughs> so what, one gold? One gold for this crate of apples? I don't know. You rolled a four? <laughs> yes, one gold. Oh, okay, I'm going to take this with us. Here's a gold. Pleasure doing business with you. Expensive ass little journey. Cal, push the wagon. <laughs> uh, Kel is able to, he will help carry the, um, the, the crates and can start, um, I, I can set this up. Yeah, I can do a great job. How many uh, apples are in that crate? Uh, it's like eight from like a really expensive online store type apples. of, no, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. Artesian <laughs> apples? Yeah, it's like each one individually wrapped in plastic and all that. No, no, uh, there's a there's there's a whole bushel of them in there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, and he, that'll Kel give us a reason to be there, to be selling apples yeah. for a gold each. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Kel drags him over and they he says, go uh, fast. he says, hey, uh, like you guys look like you can get in a little bit of trouble, a little bit of action. I strongly recommend you go to Peg's Tavern. It's on the other side of town. That's where adventurers kind of go to hang out, and you can uh, you can go talk to to Pegs himself there, and uh, he can uh, sometimes scare up some work for the likes of you guys. But if you do, you gotta tell him Kel sent you, because then he'll throw me some What's little stuff the down there. Slogan in that bar is it "Come get pegged at Pegs." <laughs> I think so. I just snorted. Yeah, I think so. Well, we're not looking for any any trouble on this visit to Tavernry. Uh, but we might be looking for a good tavern. We need to keep a low profile. It's just the drinks. You say that and you get a peek in the inn as you walk past it for the fifth time. And it's just covered in mad drawings of bunnies <laughs> from head to toe. All the walls, the tables, the floors. <laughs> Kel has uh, the, the things set up. You guys have anything else you want to do in this uh, town? Town is yours. How many hours until, like, prime time? It's like 11 o'clock in the afternoon now. The party won't start till sundown. Jix is drawing away. Uh, how, are the, how are the bunny drawings going, Jix? We gotta get Shatter back. We, I agree. 
uh, Killian's gonna rest All right. for, for a little bit. You guys, we'll just fast forward to the nighttime then. Yeah. Time passes by, you guys have your room at the inn. You uh, look out the window, which uh, you have a bit of a view of the plaza and can keep an eye on your new salesperson, uh, who is Kel, who has drum up a little bit of sales, but it's a little bit hard because being set up throughout the day next to him is this little fireworks display of uh, a couple people and they're keeping everyone else away from what they're doing, but they're setting it up for the celebration. You can see some other stalls setting up, some makeshift uh, little small stages are being set up here and there. Uh, some big bonfires are being uh, prepped up. Uh, the bodies that are hanging from the noose, nooses are still left there for all to uh, witness. And uh, nighttime comes. It is uh, dark, but well lit up in the plaza. There are a ton of different, one of those like big giant uh, poles with big torches, well, not just torches, but the cool little metal banded torch type thing with like, I don't know, coals and stuff inside them. And they're everywhere lining up the plaza on the outsides. Music is playing from two different stages on opposite sides of maybe uh, a five person band and then a three person percussion thing with some random flute thrown in. And then you got random little bards singing in between. The place is crowded. Lots of people start filing in. This is like a 4th of July, Thanksgiving combined type of event. It's not particularly organized with necessarily things to do. It's just everyone just brings their stuff. Uh, there's a lot of alcohol being sold. The taverns, there's um, really just you're in. There's a lot of people that are streaming in and it's got like that, uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day, just mad dash of everyone just trying to squeeze in and get their drinks and trying to get people out to get new people in. But then there's little mini, uh, people have had the same idea you had of just getting little crappy little stalls set up. There's like mini taverns that are being set up in this plaza. So there's a lot of drinking, a lot of laughter, a lot of singing. And yeah, the, the things are starting to get uh, get going on this uh, this celebration. And you can see there's some more lights that are being set up around the uh, fort on the southwest side of this huge plaza where there's going to be some sort of uh, celebration or something going on there uh, near the mayor fort area. Do we know where the mayor is? Can we see him? No. Nope. Do we know who he is? Nope. So, I guess Killian's going to go to the stall that we have and um, I guess bless it, sanctify it, whatever he can do um, in preparation for... Um, is drawing. Okay. Can you put a little, little, uh, a little blessing on these apples? We need holy apples. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, you know, distract people from whatever you guys are doing behind me. Uh, Kel yeah, just yeah, yeah. keeps on doing what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> you're no fun. Kel says to you, Iggy, he says, hey boss, I sold a, a dozen of these already. I'm thinking I get like half the copper and the other half goes to the stall. How, how, how much? How much did you make? Uh, copper each. <laughs> Hold on, let me do my math. That's twelve copper. Are you lying? No. Twelve copper. Okay, you get uh, you get four, four coppers, and I get eight. All right, but then I get this one apple. Ben <laughs> eats an apple. Uh, okay. What are you guys doing? We're also gonna start selling these for two silver each. Yeah, that's your shift meal. So no more. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Interstellar is just uh, it's an unpaid break, thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna walk around the plaza and kind of greet people and you know 
be friendly if you can. Okay. Uh, Iggy, you're staying at the stall. I'm staying there, and I'm like, I'm uh, hawking some apples. I'm, uh, you know. All right, make another diplomacy roll for overall selling throughout the night. Gosh. <laughs> hey, 16. 16. You paused with the team. <laughs> uh, you're doing a decent job. You're starting to sell through these apples. You think you might sell out uh, throughout the night. The two silver price, however, you had to drop dramatically uh, uh it's more in the one to two copper uh, realm each well i'm more or less trying to have a reason to be there so you know yeah we don't look super suspicious. not really trying to sell, yeah. sell out yeah. that fast what's your catchphrase though what's your what's your hawking voice oh, that, uh, holy <laughs> apples holy apples how do you like them apples <laughs> apples from carahill <laughs> Killian's like, no. Uh, just shaking his head every time he says no. They're not from Carol. Jix wants to give his his artist's hand a rest. Okay. Um, Is that what you're calling that hand now? (laughs) (laughs) And um, (laughs) uh, he wants to... He's just kind of like, he's zoned out. He's just been drawing rabbits. Mr. Mr. Wiggles, like for three days straight, um, he's just kind of s- rummaging through his his pack of belongings and wants to kind of spend a few minutes with some of the random things that he that he has, but he doesn't exactly know what they are. Just okay. kind of look at them again, just to see if there's anything helpful to them. Like what? Like oh. there's a yeah. mystery potion that he doesn't know what it is. A mystery potion. There is. Where yeah. did you get the mystery potion from? From maybe the maybe the locked box that no one else knows about. No one knows about that locked box from the place. Uh, no one knows what was actually in the locked hey. box because somebody ran away by himself with it and then pilfered it and then came back with like basically nothing. I got you. Uh, let came me back with information. He, he did have some information in there. Like Tavernry, we should go there. <laughs> uh, let me Jix, are you hungry? You need an apple. Ah. Uh. I'm just so I'm just too nervous to eat right now. Okay. Hey, this new green scale mail, is it does it make my butt look big? Uh dude, you're you're a dude dwarf. Your butt always looks big, my man. <laughs> yes! Edrasil <laughs> yells from across the corner. You dicks. <laughs> uh Jix, make a uh a crafting roll, please. <laughs> That's a big fourteen. Fourteen. Uh you boy, I swear you've already identified that potion. Don't you already have a potion card in front of you? Is that the oil of weightlessness? That is correct. Okay. All right. All right, then. You re-identify it as an oil of weightlessness. It's still weightless. So if I can retcon a little bit since I've leveled up. Yes. I'm going to look at those Meyer pins again. Sure. Uh, Make, I have to make that roll for you. I'm going to look at, that's the next on the list for Jigs too. Uh, Is Meyer for Jigs? Um, Killian, you have no concept of what's going on with these Meyer pins. And Jix also has his Hat of the Magi on, which helps with Arcana. With Arcana. All right, Jix, you spend time uh, focusing on the Meyer pins as the crowds start getting louder, more music. You hear a first firework go off, pop. And you are confident you have no idea what this Meyer pins function is. Jesus, these things are... uh... 
Anything we'll be level fourth 20. Or fifth, the fourth <laughs> check we've tried uh, yeah. on them. Anything else, Jicks? <laughs> um, oh, there's one magic scroll. Match? What? Where's this magic scroll from? It's a, it's a, it's a level. It was a level three magic scroll, and I wasn't able to decipher it. Well, where did this come from? It came from that box. Does it? Yeah. Go ahead, and I need to make that roll for you. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> and you still have the hat of the magi, right? You have identified that big wizard as a spell you cannot cast in any way. <laughs> <laughs> but you were able to identify its function. It is a level two spell of remove paralysis. Oh. And the concept is you have to be able to cast that spell. So it must be part of your tradition. Uh, and then you read it from the scroll and then it's gone forever. And this is part of the divine tradition. So Killian can and it's primal. So Xanner uh, could. Okay. And uh, it will... Uh, um, attempt to counteract paralysis. If it's a stronger effect, it may not completely okay. get rid of it. Um, I make note of that and roll it back up. And okay. Put it back in my satchel. All right. As that first... Santa uh, will really like this when he gets back. <laughs> that first firework goes off, it just makes his way back to the cart. You are at the cart and you see your friend, Iggy, is the only one right there directly selling things and he seems to be doing a decent job. And he is, you can tell immediately, as soon as these three guys walk up, he's about to get shook down. And you approach from behind and you see three guys come over, two of them immediately come up and pull down the sticks that hold that the, the, the top of the stall up and it comes slamming down. And the third one leader comes up. He's got uh, you know some nice thick leather armor. He's got his hand on his uh, sword that's still sheathed and he walks up all broad and strong. And he says, uh, what you got here, you friend? Have a problem here, fucko? <laughs> Maybe we do. I think we do. Edsel and walks up behind them. No, 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 gentlemen. No need to be jealous of my mate's incredible apple selling skills here. And the guy turns around and says, who the hell? And Kel jumps between you, Idrisil, and the guy and <sighs> says, uh, hey, Renos, no, no, no. These these guys are with me. They're They're okay. They're okay. And he looks around and he says, all right, all right. And moves his head and he and his two boys uh, walk off, glancing back at you guys one more time. And Kel just kind of sheepishly waves at him. And then those three guys walk away. It just will uh, help Siggy get the tarp and everything off of right, him. And yeah. Killian's like, ow, my head. <laughs> <laughs> sets, I give, and Kel's like, whew. Back. I give Kel uh, four coppers. This is, um, you're, I've sold a couple since you've been gone. Here's your share. Oh, thanks, man. Now tell us what is going on in this town. Uh, How hey, do you yeah, know everybody who, who's who got a those, problem? I told you, I know this town. Who are those guys? They're part of a just a small, small group of many different thieves and punks that are around here. And are you part of that group? No, I kind of, I kind of like a mouse moving between as necessary. Mm. You've got the right guy. You've got Kel. I wasn't sure until now, but you did get them to go. So totally, totally raise worthy, wouldn't you think? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what. Uh, see what. See how many more I we sell. The raise cow. You did leave Iggy to sell the apples by himself in the uh, first place. I also uh, saved you three silver earlier, so don't forget that. You're doing but, a good job. Wait, I have no silver. 
You were gonna be in debt to that little dwarf oh, guy. This math stuff, all right. There is always room for improvement in the workplace. There is a little trumpet flare, and you can see, and it's distant away through a large crowd, a raised platform uh, on the fort area. Some important looking small halfling come out and start giving some sort of speech that you guys are way too far away to hear. There's some more singing and dancing uh, and uh, some fireworks are launched in the middle of his speech. And Jix, where were you in all this? Um, I'm just around the backside of the apple cart. Okay. All right. Just kind of chilling, waiting for the moment. I think uh, the moment may have arrived. Seems busy, right? It's very busy. The place is packed. Um, it's like a, a Mardi Gras just pressing against each other. People having a great time. There's a couple drunk folks. There's a bunch of town guard that are uh, walking around from time to time. They somehow missed these thieves that were thugs that were harassing <laughs> yeah. it. But you see town guards walking by. You also see a few of those uh, more cooler dressed uh, Navarin Kingdom soldiers that you saw on that Riverside Tavern earlier. Mm -hmm. And they seem to just more just be keeping an eye on things in general, but they just push the drunkards out of the way. Okay. Killian walks up to Jix, hands the blue chalk over to him, and he says, uh, I believe it is time, friend, and may Karahel guide your hand. As he's talking to him, Idrisil walks over and pulls Ziggy in and says, guys, we need a signal in case anything goes wrong. Jex is going to be busy. I'm going to be standing guard. I believe, Iggy, you'll be doing the same. Yeah, and selling apples, too. There's a, to... there's a huge firework exploding signal that goes off in the sky above. So what we need to do <laughs> is come up with a signal. <laughs> Just like a word or a whistle? I or... think it should be nonverbal because there's lots of fireworks and everything going on. Uh, what? Gillian, any <laughs> ideas? Yeah, perhaps a tug on the left ear. Tug on the left ear. That'll work. Your own left ear. Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry. I was going to grab Kale's. Left ear. <laughs> left ear. Left ear. Jex, after you. This cart's on four wheels or two? Is it more of a wheelbarrow or a No, cart? it's four. Jix makes himself cozy underneath the cart and starts drawing a Zenner-sized Mr. Wiggles. Okay. So you're on hands and knees underneath the cart and you're drawing a Zanner-sized rabbit-shaped Mr. Wiggles to exacting detail, exact detail. Yes. And Killian is praying over the events. All right. And you had said to remind you of something. Of the cleansing you had been doing to the Mr. Wiggles stuffed animal. Yes, that. During the whole barge trip. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly so. I uh, want to amend what, uh, amend what Jix is doing. Is it a big dick again? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> look, a rabbit! Come right to it, Xander! <laughs> this will be comforting. <laughs> you should recognize this! <laughs> I do! I really know what that is! <laughs> they call it a jackrabbit for a reason. Um, instead, <laughs> that's hilarious. Instead of drawing it on the ground, he lays on his back and draws it on the bottom of the cart. Very interesting. I like it. 
Very right. interesting. So he's uh, like Michelangelo, Sistine uh-huh. Chapel. Yeah. <laughs> what a comparison. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what the role he's of Nick is. <laughs> he's been working on this for First a while. Grade <laughs> painting with <laughs> finger paint. One, right? <laughs> All right. Michelangelo over here. Jix, as you do this, you uh, feel the chalk in your hand, this magic chalk. Uh, doesn't disintegrate, but it gets used and worn down extremely fast, enough for the shape itself. Okay, so, so there's like just enough. Yep, and as you're wrapping it up, uh, and with Killian's uh, mantra, religious chanting over the cart, as though he's really impressed by these apples for passerbyers, um, <laughs> the, the chalk just barely disappears right as you finish your drawing of of Mr. Wiggles. So I need two things from Jix. Number one, what's going on with the actual Mr. Wiggles, the stuffed animal? Where is that? Um, he's in the other hand. He's still, you know, like his life model. He's a reference. He's, <laughs> okay. He's still in Jix's other hand. All right. And then number two, can you make a crafting roll? This is your overall drawing capability. Okay. Good luck. <sighs> Zero points, zero points, zero points. No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice. 30. What? 30. It's a 19 plus 11 for. Whoa. Nice. High five. Whoa. That is. Come back to a Shanner. Come back to a Shanner. Fantastic. Is Uh, that a critical success? I have no comment right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's great. That is amazing. Yeah, that was awesome. At the same time, you are holding this pristine Mr. Wiggles in your hand, which has been uh, consecrated over and over again by Killian for the last two days. Killian, I need you to make a religion roll, please. All right. I'm going to use a hero point. It was a seven. Plus nine would have been 16, which okay. would have been terrible. Rerolling. Don't get worse. I know, right? Uh, 18 total. 18 total. Got that. The There is a uh, an impressive amount of cl- clarity around this, uh, this stuffed animal that you have. And you know, Jix, your hands are the cleanest and you've been drawing and craziness, but still there's a great deal of purity to it. And it even seems a little bit reassuring to you. You're thinking in the chance that Xana returns, maybe you don't give Mr. Wiggles back. It's very reassuring. <laughs> uh, Places entropy. And I need the two of you, uh, Jix and Killian, to make occult rolls, please. Oof. Skill we don't roll very often. Right. Um, you want to go first? I might as well. Oh, gosh. 23. Okay. Wow. Okay. That may just be fine, right? And how about a 24? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Take that, Jix. All right. Jix, you have finished your drawing. You're looking at this Mr. Wiggles. You, you, you say something reassuring to his glassy eye. <laughs> and yes. then you feel the cart start to shake. A little bit. It is <laughs> jumping back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> Idris's head turns. Get slowly. me apples. 
There is a little crackling electric noise right above you. And then there, what would be a three to four foot uh, plume of rising uh, purplish energy that just rises and fades away at about the four foot level. Instead is going down, since you inverted the image, is going down and killing. You had the higher roll. Mm -hmm. You really immediately recognize this as violently dangerous magic, and you boot Jix out of the way, and uh, your boot gets singed uh, for a couple points of damage, but you don't take any damage yourself. Okay. Jix, you are kicked out of the way of this magical field. Whoa, hey! It, this is the goal, but it's also violently dangerous at times. Killing, you're able to recognize it, and uh, you can see this energy is now just pouring down in uh, and hitting the uh, the ground. But it doesn't go anywhere. Haze. It just disappears, and it's such an interesting position that unless someone is actually getting on their hands and knees, all this crowd will have no idea. And all the sulfur and smoke from the fireworks is adding to it. Yeah, so totally. I can see that. Totally. Yeah, Idrisil is looking at this magnificent energy display and at the guards to see if they're noticing anything. Nope. It's working. Time. The guards are not even noticing that there's a cart with like five people right. on their hands and knees looking underneath it at the same time. <laughs> Ooh. Yep. And Killian continues to chant the Carahel. All right. Quick Traveler, our band of bards could use your help. Head over to patreon.com slash ingloriousbards and give us as much coin as you can. Chicks, give me back my bow. <laughs> All right, hold on, because here we go. Oh, we. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> Anytime Tom is that excited oh, about something, we're seriously I'm, fucked. I'm excited. <laughs> All right. The four of you are looking at this magical effect. There's fireworks that are still going off. There's like 12 people that are all singing some uh, very loud uh um, a song with a lot of energy behind it. You don't care about any of that that's going on. Um, and you're just focused on this magical effect that's descending down underneath the cart. You're looking for any kind of sign, any kind of sound, anything. You're wondering where Xanner might be if he's still even out there. Boom! Xanner, you are tumbling and tumbling and tumbling and tumbling. <laughs> through this strange wide, uh, maybe a 30 foot wide cylinder of celestial blue purplish tunnel that just keeps dropping and dropping and dropping. You've experienced it momentarily as you've gone through the gate, but you realize the friends that you went through this gate with aren't here. And after a few moments, you realize something has gone terribly wrong with you going through this portal. You continue to tumble, and it's like a, a little descending purple uh, field that's going alongside you as you are falling with little little stars that go by slowly floating up. Uh, it's almost like a, a close-up space environment around you. It has just a, a little uh, a tingle of uh, chiming type sound off in the distance, but it's cold. There's a sense of uh, lifelessness and loneliness as you continue to tumble and tumble. You look up and you think you can see 
uh, the silver portal uh, type shape that you may have come through, but then you're like, how long have I been here? Has it been uh, five minutes? I shouldn't be able to see it. Has it been five days? I don't know. And you continue to fall and fall. Uh, you reach out at one point and can lightly touch the side of this wall and some of the uh, purplish magical energy uh, comes off into your hand and then just fades away like smoke drifting up as you continue to fall. The sounds that you hear every so often are the sounds of people, someone talking. You can see there's maybe a small uh, crack in space, maybe 20 feet beyond this veil of magic that you're falling past. And you can maybe see something of a tree and you hear some voice, a laughter of a woman. And then you continue to fall and fall and fall. And then you hear some sort of barking sound and it's the sense of other places that you're passing by. And you feel disoriented. Um, uh, you're trying to control how you're falling, trying to have some sort of sense of security in what you're doing or trying to make heads or tails of this. And I need you to make a, an overall occult role for me, please. Okay. Wow. Just landed on a natural 20. Okay. For a cult of 21. With a natural 20, you are able to right yourself and stop from tumbling. You're able to hold out your hands and expend a minimum amount of magical energy. Uh, let's say like half a spell's worth of energy and are able to slow, not stop, but slow your descent a bit. And in doing so, you somehow reshape your path. You are still falling in the same direction, but all of a sudden beneath you, where there was just more blackness of space, there is a crackle and a tear and a silverish portal opens up right underneath you and shoom, you go flying straight into this portal. Boom, you come tumbling out into daylight and you go rolling across a field. I need you to make a reflex saving throw, please. Ah, oh, ah, oh, ah, no. second natural 20 in a row. You bounce, there's a huge boulder. You're able to dig your feet in and flip over that little four foot boulder and you take no damage whatsoever and you find yourself hunkered down in a uh, grassy field. There's a hill steeply rising to your right. There's a hill steeply rising to your left. It's green, it's lush. You don't see any trees though that you would expect to see near Edlin home or Bottom Hill where you were at recently. And you are just catching your breath and you can feel real air in your lungs. You feel that your feet are on the ground. You're, you actually reach down and touch the earth and it feels good. Ooh. Wow, that was a rush. Where am I? You look around, you can make a survival roll. Hey, hey guys, <laughs> guys, I'm here. Oh, a six. A six. <laughs> you look at it's the two somewhere. suns that are out in the sky and don't make the, the correlation that there's only one in the world of Varen. Um, and try and figure out exactly where near Bottom Hill you are at. When you say two sons, you <laughs> two sons. <laughs> You're like, I think there were always two sons. Uh, when the ground begins to shake a little, 
Weren't there two suns on the other side of the gate? Mm-hmm. And the ground begins to shake a little bit more. Oh. I think so. Um, I'm in the I, two peaks, right? So I'm kind of in like a valley area. Yeah, like a, a like a, a little ravine. All right, cool. Uh, can I see where the ground is coming, where the shake is coming from? You can now see it, and you see on the right-hand side, there are two dozen cavalry riders charging over this hill right towards your ravine. Neat. Make a perception roll. <laughs> Neat. Yeah, that's uh, 12. A 12. You see, uh, you do not see the 30 cavalry riders on the other side of the hill that are also charging towards this ravine wearing completely different colored armor. They have spears with uh, uh, the heraldry flags on them, lances, they're lowering them down. And these two cavalry regiments are just barreling right towards each other with you in betwixt. Okay. Um, can I run in one direction or the other to get away from the two of them that are colliding over the top of me? Down the line, you sure can. Um, you have one more chance to make a helpful perception roll for yourself. I'm going to do that. Good luck. Yep, that's a 13. 13. You run in one direction, and as soon as you get about five or six feet, you hear a tear and crackling sound, and about 60 feet behind you, you see a silver portal appear. Ah, come on! <laughs> um, oh my gosh. The horses are closing in fast. Uh, you said 60 feet away? Yes. I run for the portal. Okay, you turn around and run for the portal. Your initial direction wasn't in the right space and it's, it, that ate up some valuable time. And boom, right in front of you, two horses smash into each other. Ah! One of the knights goes flying violently off. And you run past that carnage as a horse has been impaled by one of these lances and it's <laughs> just <laughs> screeching out in pain, more slamming it around you. I need you to make a reflex saving throw as you are racing towards this portal. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Ooh, that was a third, that's a six. So I'm gonna actually use a hero point. Okay. Use my reflex die. Yeah. Cool, that's a 14. Okay, you are able to duck underneath as another lance goes flying and there's just carnage and chaos of these horses smashing into each other. Behind you, maybe 30 feet, there are two dismounted knights that are wounded that are now drawing their melee weapons and going just toe to toe with bloody murder. A horse does hit you uh, and you take three points of bludgeoning damage. Ow! You get knocked down, you run and run and run, more horses close in and you throw yourself into this silver portal. The entire world behind you disappears and you find yourself falling. You look back and you can see that silver portal where you just came from is there and you see a horse and knight come falling through <laughs> and they rub into the side and phase out through that weird celestial purple barrier and they disappear into darkness. I'm sure they're fine. You look down <laughs> you see another silver portal open up beneath you and you go flying into the second portal. You go rolling out vertically again. This time you are skipping across a stream of shallow water and sharp stones and rocks 
I need you to make a reflex saving throw, please. Oh. Way better. That's a 22. 22. You uh, get wet all over your boots, but you take no damage and are able to just slide and scrape a whole bunch of these stones underneath your boots. You don't get yourself hurt at all. And you are in this shallow stream of water that's just flowing along this forested region. There are trees around you. You cannot quite make out what these trees are. Uh, they look kind of like fir trees, but you're not 100% sure. Like F-I-R, not F-U-R. Yes. Cool. <laughs> okay. Wow. Wow. Uh, looking around immediately for two suns. You look around, you see uh, but one sun. Ooh. It is in the uh, late afternoon by the looks of it. You can hear a uh, sound of a big river um, from some distance away, maybe a hundred feet uh, further down ahead of uh, rapid type sound, but here it's smooth. A very shallow, very shallow stream. So I'm just sitting in the stream right yeah. now. All right, so I'll, I'll, I'll get up and I'll, I'll start moving towards the, the larger river. All right. See if I can identify any, uh, any landmarks on the way. You head over there and you have a great view as you arrive at a cliff and it is not a rapid river. It is a huge waterfall that drops down about almost 200 feet down, splashes into this cool lagoon type thing. And you can see there's this huge valley that stretches out before you. Make a survival roll, please, to identify. I'm really good at survival. I survive all the things with no bonuses. 16. 16. You look across the valley and you think you recognize some spots uh, southeast of Edlin Home, but then you're like, no, there would be no forest over here and I don't recognize this. And you're confident in two things. One, this is not near Edlin home. And two, 80 feet beneath you, there is a cracking, tearing sound and a silver portal opens up perpendicular to the vertical axis that the waterfall is pouring into. So if I jump off the waterfall, I could potentially land into the portal that is facing upward. That is correct in every word you use. Come on! Xanner <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, will go off the waterfall into the portal. You're going to leap off the waterfall, the 200 foot drop, and you're gonna hope to hit this portal that is beneath you. Yes. All right. Do you have any words? You're falling. <laughs> oh my god! 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 <laughs> you get a running start. You run up and you stop, and you get back, and you run up and you stop. The third time, though, you can do this, Santa. You can do this. You can do this. You stop. The fourth time, you start to feel a pulling sensation in your belly, pulling you down, and it starts to get painful and that motivates you and you jump on that fourth one. You leap off. No! You fall, 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 fall. You're being hammered by mist as you fall and you hope your angle is going towards this portal. Uh, what I will guarantee you is that uh, most of you will hit the portal. Ooh. What you need to do is make an athletics roll to, to make that all of you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, lots of athletics. Lots. 15. 15. 
you go falling and falling and falling and boom, your right foot hits the edge of reality as the rest of you falls through. You only take Ow! two points of bludgeoning damage. Oh my gosh. And you are now in this weird celestial cylinder falling through space. You look back up and you can see water still pouring through. There's mist and water in the air around you. And you look down and wouldn't you know it, there is a silver portal beneath you that you go flying right into. You come tumbling out horizontally and are covered in goo. It is dark. (laughs) It is black. Around you is a a bizarrely beautiful, horrific play. (laughs) It is twilight. So it's orange, very orange sky. The, you are on a hill. The hill is covered in black grass that moves very slowly, like it's undulating underwater, but you're not. Um, Because that would be terrible, but you just, it's just moving slowly. And there are black flowers around you. Uh, There's a few black bushes. Um, There's a hill with some sort of grayish river of water slowly going down there, but the water moves very slow and everything is weirdly outlined in like a silver outline. So the bush has little silver outlines of the leaves. The flowers have little outlines, but they're black. And where you entered, this time I didn't have you make a reflex saving throw because it's smooth and slick. When you hit the grass, it's as though someone has made an oil painting of black and you just slid all across it. You've left this weird groove of where you've separated this 10, 15 foot trail of black, greasy grass that has now been just obliterated by you. You stand up and you even touch some and it just squishes into your hands, this grass and becomes this weird oily substance. Wow, this is awful. There's a bright moon that you can see. (laughs) <laughs> uh, there's a bright moon you can see that is appearing, but it is still very twilight and orange uh, overall. How many hit points do you have left? I'm wondering. 27. That's a great question. I don't like the answer. It's 27 hit points. All right. So good far. to know. What would you like to do? Um, I, so I see one moon, no suns. Everything is black oil with the silver outline. Yeah. Uh... Wander towards, okay, so I'm in grass, grass field. There, there's there's no other- Black grass there. field. Black grass field. There's a blackish forest that's some distance away down the hill. The brightest thing is this grayish stream that's on your area that then descends down gently this hill. But this quote unquote gray water is very slow moving. I will follow the water down the stream to see where that goes down the hill. All right. I can see over that. You walk down, as you walk down, you can see it's a longish hill. Um, It's not steep, but it is long, just keeps going, keeps going. You can see way down at the bottom, there is a little area of silver and you believe it to be a silver portal off in the distance. Um, Looking at myself, am I also in the same color scheme, black with the silver outline around? Only, Only where you have touched the stuff. You are natural, you are completely bizarre in this, you are the weird outlier for sure. You then look normal. I will 
move as fast as I possibly can towards the other portal, whether it be sliding down the hill on the on the slick grass or running, whatever it is. All right, you start to do so, and you see as you do so that that's a great idea as it has started to begin to flicker. Knew it! And you feel some pains in your belly low area, and now on the edges of your fingers are getting tingly. Hold on, Tom Toms. Uh, make an <laughs> athletics roll as you race down this black hill. Come on, come on, come on. Mmm, four seems a little low. I'm going to use my last hero point okay. to not be a four. It's a one. Oh, oh. that was my last hero point. You race down. You're doing fantastic. And then there's that. Oh, no, my feet are getting behind me. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And then you little house the prairie just dig head first <laughs> in. You go head over tails. And uh, it's... No! It's humiliating. You're a little slow. Uh, two things happen. Well, it slows you down getting to the portal. And second, a whole bunch of this quote unquote grass oil substance. You obliterate the grass and you obliterate this flower with your face that becomes this weird black goo. And it goes into your mouth and does not taste appropriate. <laughs> I need you to make a fortitude saving throw. Only 18 or higher. Please. Oh, that's should be fine. <laughs> it's fine. I can. Ah! That was another natural one. Oh, oh God. All right. Perfectly balanced, right? <laughs> need a dice? You need dice? That was a new dice. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. You are now uh, afflicted with a stage two poison, and you are enfeebled one until wow. further notice. That means essentially everything with strength. Uh, sword rolls, which aren't your forte, but athletics rolls. You've made a few of those. Sure, yeah, they went really well so far. Yeah, though that's now going to be minus one as you do so. Oh my gosh, okay. You see there's a flickering still at the bottom of the hill that's flickering faster. Come on! I, I pull myself back up as much as possible and... and continue to rush towards it. You run and you run, it flickers, and you throw yourself into the silver portal and you hit it and shoom, you are now falling through ah! this strange celestial space. Uh, you try and wipe off some of this black goo. There's no sign of any water falling from above. There's no sign of any horse or anything. Some of the black glue, uh, goo is floating away from you. And as you try and clean some more off and look down, boom, you hit another portal that opened up straight beneath you as you fall. And boom, 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 boom. You go rolling across a cobblestone floor and need to make a reflex saving throw, please. Cobblestone, ow. 13. 13, you take just one point of bludgeoning damage as you bounce along. Ow, son of a... <laughs> and you are bruised a bit. You are on the ground face first. You shake your head. You look around and find yourself in a chamber, a large chamber, one you haven't seen before. This chamber is filled with spheres. These spheres are, let's say, five, four to five feet in width. You're looking at one right next to you, and it has an image within the sphere of a stone white bridge. You look one to the right of you, and it's an image of uh, a painting of a clown over a fireplace, some sort of castle. 
Uh, you're not sure. And there is a third one and a fourth one and a 10th one and a 20. There's like 30 or 40 of these spheres lined and they all just slightly hover off of the ground, these grayish spheres. And you kind of get to your knees and you have no idea. You look behind you and poof, the portal you came through has disappeared. Ugh. You look around and you see in the middle of this chamber on a rise bit of cobblestone, there is a big, thick desk. And on this desk uh, are some books. And sitting at this desk is a bearded fellow uh, writing uh, in the book. And he stops and he looks at you. He's got, uh, he's dressed in a, a nice suit. And by suit, I mean like a modern day American suit. Like a three piece with a button? Yep. Okay. And he stops and he closes his book with a raised eyebrow. Beep and I. <laughs> I'm afraid I do not speak your language. Uh, common? Yes, yes. Hello. How are you here? That's a great question. I was about to just ask you. I, I, I am. I live here. <laughs> I, I am the seer. I should know you are coming or not. I don't see how it's possible for. This is very intriguing. Well, maybe I can help some things up. <gasps> I was expected to open up a chain gate. I used a master year. I jumped into another portal on the other side that was uh, completely controlled by these other creatures called the whores, 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 uh, horcruxes, I think is what they were. Horse? On the way back, I was, trying to, I was <laughs> getting stuck horse. inside the portal. <laughs> when I went through, I ended up going into a two sun land that had a battlescape. I went into a waterfall, I had to jump off of that 200 feet to fall down into an oily landscape. Right through that, I am here now. I had two other people traveling with me. They're not here now. I'm trying to get back to them. Can you get me home? <laughs> that was awesome. Yes, it was. All right. You just earned yourself a hero, boy. <laughs> that's beautiful. He says, well, that's quite quite a journey you've had, my, my little friend. Uh, I'm so tired. <laughs> he says, I'm, it sounds as though you are traveling via a chain gate. Yes. I think it, it was started to be that one and I can't get out. Then for the love of all of me and my friends, do not go through any of these spheres. Those are not your path. Like this one? Don't, <laughs> don't touch the spheres. Okay. Uh, you must wait for your portal. It sounds as though you have been uh, cursed with some sort of malfunctioning gate. Were you not operating this chain gate correctly? Probably not. Uh, as I recall, when we did go through it, there was a spear that exploded in the cogs. So I'm going to say not probably normal function. It's cool, though. I, I, I'm afraid to tell you, your path is cursed through these chain gates. You have another one to go to. I know you've just come through one, but you have another to pass through. And I'm afraid it may happen a second or possibly third time. Oh. You, if you fail, you could be stranded somewhere horribly if you're lucky, or the chain gates could tear you apart. If, if you pass through one uh, correctly, or, or even if you were guided through one correctly, my understanding is you then have uh, some ability to exist and, 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 
and where your destination is. You have not gone through correctly at all, by the sounds of it. It's my first time. (laughs) (laughs) I am willing to listen to any pointers that you would have so that we can finish this so I can be out of your hair and back where I need to be. There's a crack on the other side of the room and a silver porthole opens up. I'm nuts! (laughs) He says, look, my friends, uh... You just hope that you can stay with the portals enough and that the last one is your journey home. Wait, who are you? I am the seer. What's your name? The seer. And and who who can I call you? I am Xander, defender of Edlin Hall. <laughs> 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 portal. Oh my God, I love you. Boom, you are falling through this strange cylinder. You're going past this weird little starry purple uh, stuff. You look back up, you can see a couple uh, spheres through that portal. You look down, there's another silver portal that you go flying right into. And boom, 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 boom. You go rolling across metal floor. Make a reflex saving throw, please. Ow, 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 quit it. 25. 25, you take absolutely no damage and you arrive on your feet. You're kind of getting a little bit of a hang of this now. (laughs) Every time. Uh, And you look and you're like, wait a minute, this is shiny floor. And you start immediately thinking, how are these golden guys going to kill me? And can I get to that treasure chest somehow first? (laughs) Real quick, Uh, turn to my left. You look around though, but there is no gold. It's just uh, some sort of iron steel floor with iron steel walls. Um, and some carpeting that you've actually rolled upon. Um, so it's not the initial place uh, you were thinking of. Is it actually a chain gate or is it, am I just, is it just a gray portal behind you? You look again? around, you see the gray portal behind you and it disappears and there's no gate at all. Yeah. The whole uh, room you're in lurches. You hold your footing and you can see there is a uh, window that looks to the outside and it's nighttime right now. It's a big giant, like uh, 15 foot window by five foot that uh, almost uh, covers one section of this whole wall. And you're kind of in a corridor like section. Okay. Um... And there's a corridor that you're on. So it goes two different directions. There's this giant, huge window. And uh, yeah, what do you want to do? Uh, so I. I'm sorry, you said the corridor, I hear the window. Was was there a door location off the carpet or? Yeah, so you're in this corridor. So there is a door at the far end, uh, at either end. Okay. And uh, the one uh, behind you is a metal door that has a handle. The one in front of you is uh, more cool. You've uh, read about these and seen some crude pictures. It looks more like a dwarven hatch type thing. So more of a secure sealed door with that cool little with the um, little or... round thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the one that I, I got spot out towards. Yes. Door. Okay, so I'm going to keep going in the straight line towards the round door. All right. As you do so, you hear a strange screeching noise from outside the window. Make a perception roll. Maybe I should look outside the window first. That sounds mm-hmm. like it's a healthy plan. Look for more suns. Uh, perception, that is 20. Total of 20. Total of 20. You see outside, there are some clouds outside that are dark and low. That seems fine. And a strange winged, um, like mini dragon creature flies 
um, in the in the uh, darkness out there. That seems bad. And you see it as there's a lightning strike, and then you can't see it anymore. It's very dark out. Ah, jeez. And then there's a spinning to that door, that little hatch. And you hear, and creak, it opens up. Uh, I will ready ready a fireball in my hand towards the door. (laughs) Just hold it up. Okay. Uh, You see there is a well-dressed guy in a very nice suit who has opened up the door, but is still looking back at where he's come from to someone else. And he says, yes, uh, tell Captain Irwin he needs to take this to 5,000 feet or we're going to have a lot more trouble than I had imagined. There's some strange anomaly and I haven't quite figured. Oh, well, hello there. Hi, I believe I'm your anomaly. (laughs) (laughs) You certainly look like an anomaly to me. I opened up a chain gate about four portals ago. I went through with two different friends. They came out the other side. I didn't go out the other side. I went down to a different portal. I ended up in a battlefield with a whole bunch of knights around. I got through it. A horse fell through a wall. I went through the other side, went off of a waterfall, 200 feet down, hurt my ankle, got back out of that one, went through a black ink painting, saw the seer in all the spheres. He said not to touch one, which was rude. And now I'm in here. What can I do? Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> let, let me see here. And he holds out a little magic wand and starts to move it around you. He's doing some weird little detect magic on you. And there's another huge rock to this uh, room and he studies himself and says, aha, yes. I believe it's matronic energy is the, uh, the issue at hand. Um, you seem to be covered in it. Here, come, 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 come. And he pulls you over towards the window. Is it the black stuff I got in my mouth? Because it's really part of it. It's gross. And he says, let me see. Open your mouth. Ah. Ooh, that's not good. Ah. <laughs> uh, you, by the way, that you reminded me, make a fortitude saving throw. Son of a... <laughs> that is a 17. You needed an 18. No! <laughs> you are enfeebled too. Oh, I'm so weak. Right now. So I guess that was a 16 because I didn't uh, negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, fortitude is not based off of strength. Okay, so you're got good. it. Right, you're good. strength rules. He pulls you over to the window. You see you are not in a building. You are uh, in the air. Whoa. And you are flying amongst the clouds. Wow. And it's dark out and you are flying through some sort of storm and, the, and uh, you're in some sort of giant metal vehicle and the whole thing rocks again. And he says, yeah, if you look out over there very closely, off in the distance, and he points and you can see that strange dragon creature off, off farther away this time than when the lightning strikes. That is a Vortisaur. I thought it was here for me, but I think it might be here for you. Is that a good thing? Uh, it certainly is not. Why don't you do us all a favor? And if we wait and look, right? Just wait. And he points down and ahead and between the clouds. And he says, wait for it. Wait any second, aha! And you can see outside and a couple hundred feet below a <laughs> silver portal of energy. Oh no! At no, about four thousand no. eight hundred feet, <laughs> and uh, about a half mile up ahead, in between the clouds, he says, "Why don't you do yourself and everyone on board a, a favor and get the hell off of R101. We do not need you here now for certain. So 
we need to get you into that and save us a lot of trouble. And I'm hoping that little beast might go on its merry way. Great, get me to it. Let's go. And he takes you uh, through the stairwell. You go into a uh, some sort of dining room with a table and a bunch of chairs. And there's a bunch of strange, fancy people dressed in clothes you've never seen before. They're playing some music on violins that uh, you don't quite recognize, but sounds pretty cool. And you stop for a second. He's like, no. And he pulls oh. you and he takes you outside. He opens up another door and boom, this wind from the storm hits ah. you. You find yourself on this massive flying metal vessel that is multiple decks high. You've never seen anything or dreamt of anything like this before. You've heard of flying ships, but they are always wooden sailing looking things. Nothing like this. And you can see below and now getting closer and closer to you, there is this silverish uh, portal about 200 feet below. And he says, uh, what's your name, friend? I'm Xanner, defender of Edlin Home. He says, well, I wish you the best of luck, Xanner. And do, do try and get rid of that black gook. That doesn't look good at all. I'll try, but what do I do next? He says, just, uh... Just hold on to yourself, and he pushes you <laughs> off. <laughs> and you go falling and falling and falling and falling and falling, and you need to uh, make a uh, athletics roll Good. Uh, with I, your minus two. I'm enfeebled, so that should be fine. <laughs> Just fine. Eight. Eight. And you do mostly get through the portal. Oh, there. <laughs> But uh, your upper section doesn't quite, you protect yourself with your head and essentially you're hitting reality as the rest of your body's pulled in. I don't know if that makes any sense. And your arms and your head take some damage and you take five points of bludgeoning damage. It's like hitting the side of a pool. Yeah. And shoot, you disappear out from the darkness. You disappear out from uh, this wind and uh, this uh, big vessel just keeps flying by and uh, the guy who just left you just kind of just gives this okay sign. Uh, <laughs> you look up, you can see that darkness and that uh, flying vessel and you try and catch your breath. You're, you're stinging from your hands. You look down, you see there's a silver portal that opens up and shoot, you disappear and boom. You are instinctively trying uh, not to drown as you splash into a pool and you're trying to hold on to your breath uh, and you and you hold on to your breath uh, and you look around and you realize you are not in a pool. You're in some sort of deep, deep lake and it is dark as all hell. And you look around and you see that portal you came from and you are instinctively panicking, trying to get back and it disappears like all the others have. And you're floating in water. It's kind of warmish. You can see off in the distance, like freaking quarter to half mile away, there's like this uh, uh, gray stone, very murky, hard to see, but gray stone underwater castle that's lit up by some like blue light type thing. And, uh, there's some strange light that's behind you. And also underneath you, there's uh, weird torch light things, but they're more magical. There's no open flame, so they can have light on the water. And they're kind of lighting up a trail on the ground. And all of this, you're kind of like, trying not to panic. You're trying to make heads or tails of this. You don't know what to do. And then you hear something. You're surrounded by water. You shouldn't be hearing much. And you you can't say anything. You're just, you, but you hear a sound in your head and it is a feminine voice. 
and the voice says, How are you here? What are you? This is not your reality. Thinking really hard, Xander tries to clarify his thoughts and says, I went through a chain gate with three different friends, and at the same time, we tried to go out, the two of them went through, I didn't go through, I went through to go another different portal that took me out into a battlefield with a bunch of knights that came after me, I fell through that, a horse followed after me, went to another portal that took me over a waterfall, had to go through that one, that fell right through, I went to this inky landscape that was covered in silver, and now I've got stuff in my mouth that's gonna make me sick and die, and then I went through a different portal that took me to the seer, where there was a bunch of spheres, and probably this place in there, but I wasn't able to touch anything, so I couldn't get through that, and then I had to go into a metal ship, where I was flying in the sky, and I had to jump out of the sky for that one, and fall into another portal and now I'm in here and how am I hearing you? You're saying all this in your mind, right? Yeah, because <laughs> on the outside all you hear is calmly There is no response given other than you hear a very muffled <laughs> sound and you look behind you and there is a in a kind of a rocky canyon uh, behind you, maybe a hundred yards, and your breath is not lasting long, and it's certainly not a hundred yards, uh, you can see there's this mass of blue-sphered energy of this crackling, chaotic energy, and a, just inside of it, you can see a flat plane for just a brief moment of a silver portal. And you look through the brightness of the blue sphere, and you can see the silver portal and you're trying to figure out how to, uh, what to do, and you s may make another perception roll. You see something, but how much do you see is the question. Uh, that's a 20 for perception. Total of 20. Total 20, 15 and five. You see coming from that underwater castle from way away is some sort of strange bubble carriage that is traveling along some tracks on this lake floor and it's passing not too far away underneath you. You got a 20? Yeah. And you can see within are a couple human people and they are all clutching their heads in agony and you're not sure what the hell is going on and they are rolling right underneath you heading towards that sphere bright energy. How far away are they? Uh, they, you said I'm over them, right? So yeah. Kind of floating over. You're about 20 feet over them. They are about 50 feet away from you and will be passing underneath you very soon. I will swim straight down to, to just see if I can catch the, the carriage or, or if there's humans inside there, they may have air inside their little container and I'm going to see if I can might be, might be able to get in. All right. Make an athletics roll. That's going to be fine. Oh, before you do. Yeah. Make a fortitude saving throw, please. That's a great idea. 19. Do you, you want some elixir? That's oh. natural 20. Yeah. Do you not have an ability called fast recovery as you well? You have fast recovery, That actually. lets you double recover from poison effects? If anyone's interested, my body heals quickly and bounces back from afflictions. I regain twice as many hit points from resting. Each time you succeed at a fortitude save against an ongoing disease, disease or poison, you reduce its stage by two mm -hmm. or by one against a virulent disease or poison. Each critical success you achieve against uh, an ongoing disease or poison reduces its stage by three. Well, that's what I needed because that's where you were at. 
you've wiped out, you've resisted all effects now of that terrible black gook. Opening up my mouth and all the water. <laughs> I just needed a fresh rinse. And uh, you now, now can make that athletics roll to swim without that enfeebled penalty. All right. Should be fine. Good luck. That should be great. That is a 15. 15. You swim frantically down, down, and down. And this bubbly carriage comes by. You try to get the attention of these people and try to figure out if they can help you in any way. And boom, they kind of hit you. And you take one point of bludgeoning damage. Ow. As you are clinging to the top, your feet are hanging their view, but you don't think they're paying you any attention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they do seem to have air and they are yelling or talking to each other, but they are not paying. They appear to be in a lot of pain and you are pushed uh, on this track towards this sphere. Uh, you pass by a sign that says Anomaly 117 as you go flying by and then the you are getting very low on breath and then the vehicle comes to a stop as they start frantically uh, pushing at some sort of control mechanisms and you are uh, expelled out and float several feet and then start swimming and swimming and heading towards the sphere of energy. And it starts to get really, really intense and really bright. I need you to make a willpower uh, saving throw, please. A willpower save. Ooh, that's... That's probably not high enough, but hey, guess what? I got a new hero point. So I'm going to burn the last hero point again because I got a seven, which has been a 14 total, but I'm going to turn it into a 10. A 10. Instead. You are blinded. This energy starts to affect your mind. You get this huge migraine headache. <laughs> you, you can't seem to focus what's going on. You are now stupefied one. Oh my God. So everything intelligence-based is minus one. That's fine. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not going to need that anytime. <laughs> but you are able to push through the pain and swim into the silver portal and shoot, you are taken out of the water. Gas for breath in this <laughs> celestial dropping space. <laughs> Water is following you from behind and gushing down. You breathe, you breathe, you breathe. You try and catch your breath. You look down, you see there's another silver portal and shoot, you enter another region and boom, 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 boom. Go rolling across a cobblestone floor. I need you to make a, a reflex saving throw, please. Ah. Ugh, 14. 14, you take just one point of bludgeoning damage. Ow. And you are uh, on the ground uh, in a L-shaped room that's narrow, uh, maybe a little mini corridor, and you kind of try and catch your bearings. There's no light in here. What's your vision status? Uh, I have low light vision. So then you have a light situation because it's pitch black. Okay, uh, then I, ooh, do I have anything on me? I mean, I'll, I'm, I'm not gasping for water anymore, so I can take a look real quick. I do have a couple of torches Better in my backpack. Soaking wet. Yeah. <laughs> they are soaking wet, very likely. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what? I'm, I have a fire in my hand. Okay. So, <laughs> produce flame. Produce flame. Okay. You produce flame. It produces very, very little poor light. It only goes just a, like five feet. But with your low light, you can now see much, much better. It works for you just great. 
and you look around and you appear to be in some sort of castle corridor uh, that's bent in an L-like shape. There is a uh, old wooden door with uh, with some metal banding to keep it in place. Looks like it's just kind of hanging on there on both sides, one of which you can see there's some light seeping through underneath. The other side of which you can hear some strange ticking sound, a tick, 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 tick. Uh, Xander will head towards the door. You have two choices, one with a light, another with a tick, tick sound. Ooh, ah, ooh. Mm, I'm gonna, Xander's gonna head towards the tick. All right. You head over towards the tick, tick sound and you are able to grab on the door to creaks open. And you see there is a small room uh, that is again, not lit at all, but you can make some light and you can see there's another, it's like maybe a 20 by 20 room. Uh, and it's got a bunch of uh, coat hook type things with some uh, old uh, robes hanging from it, but they look like they haven't been used in a long time. Very, very old and tattered. There's a doorway on the other side that's open and you can see there's a bunch of light coming from that. But before you can deal with anything there, you see in this small room, um, kind of at the other end of the room, there is a spider. It's about maybe puppy, uh, like dog size. I don't know, how tall is that? Like three? Taller than me. <laughs> You're, <laughs> That's eye level. You're holding your hand higher than my head. Yeah, it's about eye level, head level with you. It's a spider type shape. And as your eyes focus, you see it is made of metal. <laughs> and it has metal joints. It's made of brass and cogs and it rises up and it starts making that ticking noise. You see it has uh, only like six legs and the left front leg is not a leg, but it's this weird serrated blade, like a butcher's cleaver. Uh, and it raises that up. The other one on the right side is a little more peculiar. It's more of this strange syringe needle type, uh, implement. And it starts quickly scuttling right towards you, Xanner. You son of a... I will cast Acid Arrow. Acid Arrow, your first... Level two spell. Yes. Is that an attack or do I make a save? I don't know. Uh, that so in this case, uh, it's a verbal to do. do uh, it's a spell attack. All right. An attack roll. Make your spell attack roll. Describe what this looks like as you're trying to cast it. This is the first time Xander's even done this. This is, this is something that just kind of occurs. To <laughs> right. even I can do this one. Uh, I had the fire in the hand, right? So, so the, the hands are growing bright orange. Seeing this thing start scuttling super fast, uh, that hand just kind of does a, a quick swirl, like, like a circle in the air, glows to this sickly green, and I will actually point my my hand forward like a weird point, and there will be, the, the arm itself stretches out into like an almost Terminator-like spear as it shoots acid from my arm. There's like the straight spike of acid going right out. Um, before you make that roll, you are enfeebled, does, uh, not enfeebled, you are uh, stupefied. Does that affect spells? So, <laughs> take a spell, spell attack sleep. rolls. It does. Yeah, yeah, it sure does. Intelligence, wisdom, and charisma based. So I will get a plus eight instead of a plus nine to this roll of death. Um, With a plus eight, that is an 11. 11, you launch this big thing of acid ah! and it hits the ground in front of it and does no impact. Shit. 
and misses. This thing comes right at you and comes scuttling and attacks you with this weird cleaver uh, with a... I have a, a third action. Can I put up my shield real fast? Yeah, you sure can. So I'm just going to gather the stone up in front of me and just, just shield that up as much as possible. All right. Quickly. It comes swinging with this weird cleaver thing, and it, the second attack is going to poke you with this weird syringe thing. <gasps> the cleaver hits with a total of 20 to hit. That does hit. All right. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, no, it totally hits, yeah. Uh, <laughs> for seven points of slashing damage. Ooh. Ow! Do you want to uh, break your shield to absorb that or keep the shield for the armor class bonus for the next attack? I will keep the shield for the next one because that's right. I, I'm defending against the needle. All right. Uh, then the needle attacks at you for 16 minus 11 to hit. That is a miss. And then the needle is poking and poking and it pokes. No, it moved to get to you. So that's it for its turn. And the needle has some strange little clear dripping liquid off of it. You're kind of toe-to-toe with the spider, and it's still tick, 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 and it seems even more agitated. Your turn. Uh, Xander will cast Burning Hands. All right. Which, which is level? a signature spell for him, so it will be done as out as a level two as well, but that's going to add mega damage if uh, this thing hits. There's a reflex save on this yeah, one. Yeah, it rolls. It rolls. It rolls a reflex save of 15? You need a 19. It, it takes oh. full damage. Full damage, which will be all of these dice. This is upgraded burning hands. There we go. Five, six, four, four. That is 19 points of damage plus my elemental of magic. So 20 damage. Oh, with 20 points ah! of damage. <laughs> Just more at the situation than the enemy, really. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly. Just blasting fire just to relieve a little bit of stress. All right. The bad news is you have not killed this mechanical nightmare. Uh, the good news is you have critically wounded it. You have all but destroyed it, and you have melted all of its six walking legs to slag, and it is completely immobile and barely hanging in. Uh, so you can now uh, just step back and not be hurt. You can cast another spell. You can just walk away from it. It is just tr stabbing with this little syringe and cannot move. Its legs are stuck. Um, it's fine. I'm going to go back out the door from which I came, close it behind me, and go across the, to the door with the light. Okay. You go to that door. You open it up. In there, you see you are in a largish room. It's about 20 feet tall. It is maybe a 50 by 50 room. You get the feeling again, you're in some si in some sort of uh, uh, castle uh, deep within it. Across the room, you see there are one, two, three of those uh, mechanical spiders Son you just of a saw. Bitch. And standing beside them is a rather nondescript, slightly pudgy guy. He's in some brown coveralls type thing. And he is looking uh, kind of concerned and nervous as he sees you coming across the room. Uh, behind him is another door that's open that he apparently has come through or, or is dealing with. You're not sure what his function is here, but you appear to have caught him doing something with these uh, weird mechanical spiders. You may make a perception roll, please. Uh, 13. 13, nothing to see there. Yeah. And he sees you. And he seems very concerned, like you should not be here. I should not be here. So, answer me two questions. Are these your spiders? 
I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> How can you dodge? I'm so sorry. I I you you can't be here. This this chaos is mine. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I throw an elemental toss at him. All right. With my fireball. I, I have one action left from the, the previous cast. No, no, you got a whole new turn. Great. So I will I will straight up fire throw right at him. All right. What you're throwing the elemental toss, El- elemental a big toss. fire at him. Yeah. And this is an attack roll. This is an attack roll. Uh, that is a 26. A 26 is a significant hit. That is, he's not very well armored and he's not making much effort to dodge it. Uh, his only defense is he raises up his right arm, wrapped around it is some uh, strange gray uh, banded spiral. Uh, and he raises it up and gray energy comes uh, out to block this fire and your bizarre magic impacts and you need to make a damage roll. If he kills it, can we retcon that? (laughs) Nine. Nine. With nine, there is a huge collision of weird chaotic magic and magic that should not be here known as Xanner's sorcery magic. They collide. There is this strange uh, explosion of chaos and damage that you instantly are like, I am dead. This is it. This is the end of Xanner. It both destroys this room and destroys all three of those spiders next to him as this explosion erupts in between the two of you. And as it passes through both of you, it doesn't hurt either one of you though. It ripples out, shreds this room, shreds everything. And there is a huge eruption uh, above in the neighborhood that is above this location. You are actually underground and there's a big eruption and multiple houses rise up 10, 20 feet and Ah. then come crashing down and creating this huge hundred foot wide diameter crater of rubble and destruction. And this whole city of, um, of, of, of nice fantasy houses and avenues and really well-kept place is just thrown into chaos as the sound just booms throughout and everyone is woken up. Uh, you are left in a whole bunch of rubble uh, that you're standing around in and surrounding you, but somehow that initial explosion has created this strange barrier. You're not sure how long it will last, of a protective bubble around you and this guy. And he kind of lowers his hand, uh, looking confused. Behind him, you can see the room he had come out of is gone. (laughs) And it's rubble and there's some space you can see in all this broken stone and brickwork. And you can see there is a silverish portal uh, behind him. So it's right through him. Uh, Maybe 30 feet behind him. Okay, I will run past him as fast as possible. Uh, I will, if possible, I will ready to shove him and or dodge around him if he tries to reach for me at all. But but I'm going to go, I'm seeing through him to get to that portal. You run, you run, and he just doesn't, he seems completely bewildered by what's going on. He just watches you go by. You race past him, you dive, you're small, you dive through some hole in the rubble and start moving this little block out of the way and pull yourself into a silver portal. You are tossed into a strange ethereal vertical realm and you start falling and falling and there's some chunks 
of rubble falling after you and some piece of some weird uh, mechanical cleaver falling behind you. You try and catch your breath. Uh, you're wounded badly. You're getting low on magic. You look down beneath you and you see there is another silver portal and you look around to the sides and there's just vague little stars and occasional little voices and shoot, you disappear into another portal. You go rolling across the ground. You need to make a reflex saving throw. Uh, 14. 14, you take just one point of bludgeoning damage. How many points do you have left now? 11. As you bounce and roll along some sort of concrete ground, you look around and you see there are buildings around you that are tall, three, four-story buildings, the likes of which you've never seen before. They're very square. Uh, they have lots and lots of glass uh, windows and doors. You've never seen a design like this before. There are strange uh, metallic carriages that are uh, around you on the ground, but you're not sure what their function is. There's no horses connected to them. And uh, it's very, very dark out. It's nighttime. It feels odd and a little cold. You can hear some screams off in the far distance. And you're not sure what that is as you try and get your bearings. And then you see one of the most horrific things you have ever seen in your life. There oh is a God. ocean, a mass of black insects, yep. about six I to eight it. feet mm -hmm. tall, swarming around what is essentially a, a street, a city street. It's a more like a modern day city street. Tons and tons of these uh, bugs think like starship troopers as they're getting overrun. They're all though pitch black and some of the moonlight catches them. They're little shiny and they are screeching and hissing and racing in. And you know, this is instantly your doom. But behind you is the portal you came through from and it blip, 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 goes out. But the bugs stop in about a 40 foot radius around where that was at. You're about 25 feet gotten tossed out from it. So you're kind of near this circle edge and the bugs are there and hissing and screaming and hissing and oh just God. screeching and so desperate. And I don't mean there's like 10 or 20. I mean, there's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds that you can see and you can hear thousands more moving around in this weird city. So uh, I am 100% surrounded by bugs. Yes. I'm in the middle of the circle that they are. You are near the edge of the around, circle. Near the edge of the circle. Yes. And they're all all coming towards me or at me at the circle, or they're just moving around. And they, I just have, they just happen to be moving around this sphere. They are focused around the edge of the circle and all trying to get in. Some are smashing through windows. Others are climbing up walls of these uh, futuristic looking buildings. Uh, but there are like 50 around you in this circle. Uh, and you're not sure why they're not getting in, um, but you're grateful for it. Xander <laughs> uh, runs right back to the middle of the circle. No, okay. The portal's gone. I'm, I'm heading right back to that direction. Just give myself as much distance and space as possible for when they inevitably come and destroy me. Or make a perception roll. Okay. 17. 17. You are there and a you're in the middle and one of the bugs comes racing right into your circle. The others do not. And it comes racing and charging right at you. What would you like to do? You turn around and see it just in time. 
Uh, I will blast it with a ray of frost. Okay. Which is an attack roll. Ooh, it's not super high. That's an 18. 18 is a hit. Awesome. 10 points of damage. Nice. You blast the creature with this ray of frost. It freezes, it stops, you critically wound it, and it screeches and comes to a sliding halt at your feet. It is similar to that uh, spider you killed earlier. This thing is not dead, but it's just barely hanging in there. Uh, there's some blackish uh, gore that spilled out, some weird little entrails that spilled out, but you could see it's still trying to get you with this huge serrated claw thing, but you can just step back and keep away and it just moves a couple inches. <laughs> and you see 40 feet behind you, a crack sound and can see a silver portal open up on this avenue. As it does, there are about a dozen of these insects that are instantly slain and torn apart by the portal appearing. And this is a another space of clearness. There's another, uh, say 30 foot uh, diameter, uh, 30 foot diameters, uh, circle of clarity, um, just down the road a little bit. Just down the road, yeah. you mean like, <laughs> like how far away is that and how many bugs are between me and this just down the road? There, It's about 30 feet from safe zone to safe zone. So it's really, really close in the normal world. <laughs> But there are probably a dozen bugs between you and it, let alone maybe a couple hundred within seconds. Um, uh, yeah, so now there's a couple bugs that are trying to get into your zone and it's stepping a little closer, but then stepping out. And now there's this new zone with a bright silver portal. Uh, okay, so Xander's gonna run towards the portal and when I get to the edge of my safe zone before I go to the other one, I'm gonna cast another burning hands. <laughs> Do a giant cone of flame to get as close to the other portal as possible and see if I can clear a path to get my way through. All right. Burning Hands is saving throws that I roll. I'm uh, pretty sure that's right. Yeah, I'm gonna roll reflex. I'm gonna roll three for the average for the group. Ooh. I got a 17, an 11, and a critical failure. So, none of them pass. You are stupefied that lowers your dc uh so uh, that would put it at an 18 okay and they still none of them pass so all three fail you light up like crazy a whole bunch of damage let's see your overall damage perfectly average three 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 four plus one that is 14. Was the, and this was a, a heightened level two? That was a heightened level two. This is a big burn. mass of flame that came out of your hand. Yeah. Double action flamethrowers go lighting out. You light a whole bunch of these insects on fire. They go screaming and dying. Uh, several are badly wounded and scurry out of the way. The rest give you enough space for you to just run, run, run. You're almost running into your own flame. Uh, you go running and running and running and running and you are able to make it leaping over a, a burning wounded one towards the, the clear space of the portal on the other side. As you run, there is a roar and then the smashing of glass as a person comes crashing out of a window from several stories above you. And this is more than a person. It's a cat-like humanoid. <laughs> He's like a six foot three white lion humanoid creature who smashes through the glass and he's a bloody mess. 
He's carrying something heavy in his arms that he's protecting as he hit, he drops a couple stories, hits the ground hard in the clear zone of where your portal is oh, at. Catherine. You almost get hit by him. <laughs> and he crashes and hits the, the ground hard. Uh, you think his leg is all twisted up and he's protecting what you see now isn't any... Uh, uh, and a gear, it's actually a unconscious woman in his arms. And he just puts his body over her as he knows they are both instantly about to be eaten and consumed by these creatures. And then he kind of looks surprised that the two of them are not instantly killed. He brushes aside matted hair from the unconscious woman's face and then he looks up at you, Xanner. So it's you, this unconscious woman being held by this badly wounded lion man, uh, this your portal uh, that you now arrived to that's kind of sputtering, and this sea of black insects all around you, chittering and screeching. Who are you? <gasps> <laughs> you are weird looking. It is the Agusa, I just want to go home. <laughs> Xanner, you feel pulling in your belly and a tingling at your toes and fingers. Xanner casts electric arc at the cat thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a reflex save, so I'm sure that's fine for you. Uh, an arc of lightning is going to leap out of my hands with tears streaming down my eyes as I point and fire. All right, Kolsch, make a reflex <laughs> saving throw. <laughs> he, uh, an eight? And an eight with modifier, but you are on your knees. It's a total of eight. Uh, what's the damage to poor Kolsch? You are hit for seven points of electric damage. All right, Kolsch, you are still alive, but you are zapped by electrical energy. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to pull my energy rifle out. All right, you've got an energy rifle out. Yep. Uh, little man, little man, that wasn't nice. And you're shooting at Xander. You're rolling 18. Okay. <laughs> that's uh, that's going to hit. <laughs> <laughs> and Xander, you are blasted uh, by 10 uh, points of zapping damage. <laughs> Are you still conscious? With one hit point. Blast. Okay. Uh, and you get blasted and blasted through into the portal and shoom, you disappear. Hopefully into season three. <laughs> <laughs> you get shot all the way into <laughs> Kolsch, what would you like to do now? You have Catherine I'm gonna at your feet. Pick Catherine up and we're going to run for that portal. All right. You run for <laughs> oh, that <God>. portal. <laughs> Xanner, <laughs> you fall, 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 fall. You look up and you see some terrifying uh, black insect that has somehow made it through the, the barrier of the disappearing portal and is falling in, but then it rubs up against the side of that celestial barrier and then just kind of disappears yeah! into the darkness. You look down and shoom, you hit a portal and go... Uh, need to make a reflex saving throw. Oh my God. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, 26. 26. You uh, a, a, a roll on your feet. You are in some sort of uh, uh, orangish, brownish grass that's everywhere, and it's maybe half your height. 
and the air smells a little sweet here. You need to make another reflex saving throw. Uh, not as good. That's a f uh, 16. 16. You take no damage, but you are bowled over by a six foot three cat man lion ah! uh, who comes tumbling in with a unconscious woman and they come flying in and knock you over like a bowling pin to the ground. The three of you, Kolsch, Catherine, and Xanner, find yourself in a forest-covered world that's made up of pink trees that have orange leaves, and there's a whole bunch, and they all just gently sway. There's that tallish grass. There's a stream of blue, clear water not too far away with some uh, bushes that with some big, fat berries hanging off of them. And, uh, yeah. Lorax? Weird, weird little man. <laughs> Let's call a truce. <laughs> I won't shoot you. You don't do your magic on me. I'm, I'm not here to hurt you. Can you get me home? Can you heal my friend? Can you help my friend? Yes. Yes, I can. I cast uh, Stabilize. You cast Stabilize. You see... There is a change from uh, a dying uh, or, or lifelessness or even a consciousness to you can see she's still unconscious-ish, unconscious but is now like wincing in pain, which is a good sign. Uh -huh. um, uh, that it's a it, happy ending. Uh, and uh, she's just kind of barely stirring. Uh, she's not reacting much to anything else. Take one of these and I give her one of my potions. She's like, unconscious still. Uh, I, I will, I will still hand it to Kolsch, kind of. I Take one of these, reaching very high up. Uh, th thank you. And um, I look at it, a little weird. I'm like, I, I think I know. And I force it down Catherine's uh, skullet. Xanner, behind you, there is a cracking sound. There's electrical smell and a silver portal opens up between some trees. Kolsch, you look up and you can see there are three um, kind of like cigarette boat styled uh, uh, starcraft that are flying in unison that are flying over and they disappear and you think they're landing some hills off in the distance. Those are weird. <laughs> I agree. I, I uh, owe you everything for what you've just done. I, I don't know who you are. I don't know where you're from. I don't know where you're going. I can't help you, but I can go with you. I can, I will do whatever you want me to do. Give him your space rifle. <laughs> In all fairness, you terrify me. Can you... Keep her safe. Yes, that Make sure is she's uh, fine. the only thing I will do in front of helping you. Okay. Uh, is that have, is that your door? Are you leaving us? What what door? Where? What? Wasn't there just a portal that opened yep. up? And I motioned towards the portal. I hope so. <laughs> I well, hope so. I wish you, I wish you luck, little man. I will. Uh, you. Uh, goodbye. You and good luck. Good luck to you. And what was your name? I'm Xander. I'm Kolsch Six Fingers. I'm the defender of Edlin Home, and I'm on my way back. I hope. <sighs> nice to meet you, Kolsch Six Fingers. Good luck. You too. 
And Xander runs into the portal. You run into the portal. You run, run, run. You jump in. You look behind you. And you see that cold six fingers for one last time disappear out of view. You start to fall and fall and fall. And as you do so, you hear a voice, a familiar snaggletooth voice calling out your name off in the distance. Xander! Xander, come back to us! You look down, you can see there's a silver portal that you're falling towards. Through the purplish haze, you can see a crack of a rift. You've seen a couple of those before. And around that crack is something strange, something impossible, something reassuring. It is the shape of a rabbit around (laughs) this weird tear in reality beyond this veil. And you'd swear. It's got a dick. (laughs) (laughs) That's a hung buddy. (laughs) Nailed it. And you'd swear that this is the shape of your old childhood toy and best friend, Mr. Wiggles, is around this. And it's a strange, reassuring feeling as you continue to fall towards a portal below you that is not that. Xander's going to try to cast Featherfall. Okay. To see if he can make it... uh, it so this is a particular one. It's it's actually with within a range of a creature that's falling. It's not an attack roll. It's not a reflex roll. It's just it's just a cast. But because I'm doing it on myself, is there a particular roll that I might be able to do to slow myself and see if I might be able to steer towards Mr. Wiggles? Normally, no, but this isn't normal reality. So quite possibly. So first of all, you have shooken off um, your stupefied condition. That is cleared. Secondly, you Thank cast you. Featherfall on yourself. <laughs> you start to slow down and you start to try to angle yourself out of this shaft into the nether realm beyond it. Is that correct? Yeah. And heading towards this rift. Like the bug in the horse did. You can see there are some bluish lights, like four or five bluish lights also around this image. It's almost like a constellation of this uh, this rabbit, but around are these little four or five bluish uh, lights that seem reassuring and are providing clarity of where to go. And then there's like a dozen of them and then like two dozen of them and, and it's bright and helps you. Uh, make an arcane uh, uh, arcane roll, please. I think you train that shit. Yeah, it is. Ooh, yeah. 25. And you are able to control your momentum and change your angle. And it's not perfectly horizontal, but you start moving at a diagonal and brace yourself as you start to rub up against this edge and pass through this weird veil that is disorienting and strange. And you are, I'm afraid, stupefied one again as you pass through and you're not sure where you're at and what's going on. You look to your left 
and you can see now there are hundreds and hundreds of blue lights that are outlining the shape of Mr. Wiggles. And you start heading towards that, trying to propel yourself with your magic. You look back to where you came and you can see the outline of this uh, tunnel you've been falling vertically through. You can see the portal pass by. You can see there's another one passing by, but you're getting further and further away from that vertical shaft. I'd like to try one more thing. Yes. I want to blast a hydraulic push towards the shaft to see if the water will propel my body towards the, the Mr. Wiggles image. You start to prepare that spell when back in Tavernry, our four adventurers, you can see <laughs> there is a, a shape, a Xanner-like shape tumbling in this weird image. I'm picturing it like some sort of uh, hologram against like a, a mist machine type thing. Very blurry. You can kind of see clear and then blurry. And you can see this weird tumbling gnomish shape amongst some stars and strange like purple. Yeah, uh, Sirius Black in the fire and Harry Potter type of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you can sense through his motions and occasionally through his strange, frustrated, echoey yells that <laughs> he's not happy and he's not quite there and he's still lost. He's in the right direction, but he's still lost. Uh, and uh, he's doing his best, and there's hope. There's a lot of hope there, um, but uh, you're not quite sure what to do. Janner! Mr. Wiggles, show him Mr. Wiggles! Janner, head towards the light, buddy! Dix! Where are you? Uh, I'm over here! We're here! <gasps> you guys! This way! Jillian, make an arcane roll, please. <sighs> Um, 13? 13! With a 13! My arcana is more than yours. Mine's only plus six. Wow. You got one. You can make one too. Uh, let me make one. Uh, if you're trained. It's the only people who are trained. Yes. Okay, go for it. There you go. 26. <laughs> okay. So let's talk very, about very it. Very Jeez. <laughs> Uh, Jix, you get a sense that uh, more life force around to light up the area. You're not sure what it looks like from his viewpoint, but that that would help. Uh, you can uh, somehow draw a crowd. You also believe you could be really, really evil and like push like a Kel or some poor innocent bystander, which would probably shred them and tear them apart into this field, but it would really uh, help him <laughs> or anything else, but that would help Xanner. Any any ideas? Your cultism is strong. Guys, guys, we need our, we need our people. Where's Kel? You need more people? More people. Uh, Iggy stands up, brushes his uh, self off and Free apples! Free Carahel apples! Nice. Come and get them! Uh, where is Kel, by the way? That wasn't just a rhetorical 
question. <laughs> he is standing uh, next to you and just keeps asking, what are you guys doing down there? Andrew's still taking cue from Iggy, just grabs a few apples from him, hands them to Cal. Hand this out, hand this out, hand this out. No. Get people over here. No, no, Cal, no, Cal, you stay with me. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> give me your hand. And Kel, oh, no. Kel kneels down next to you and says, whoa, whoa what is that under the cart? <laughs> and Jake shoves his hand into this mist. All right. Xander! And he's waving Kel's hand around like All it's right. his own, like waving. And for- Kel is violently pulled into the effect and screams horrifically. <laughs> oh, no, Kel. <laughs> and disappears into a fate worse than Xanner could have ever imagined. Xanner, you see a white explosion of light and then it turns blue and you have really, you're like, oh, there, 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 that's where the shape is. Right, there we go. And you need to- Killian is gonna cast heal as well, just the area effect heal. Okay. Because it's like life. uh, Positive energy, so. What level? uh, A second level. Level two heal. Uh, make it another arcane roll for no, sorry, religion roll for overall effect. And add uh, plus that's two. going to be a total. Uh, if it's plus two, total of twenty-two. That's pretty high. Okay, Xanner, you can see all of this. You angle your hydraulic push at just the right angle, and you blast off. You receive. You need to make a roll. This is an important roll. Don't roll yet. This is the most important role Xanner has ever made. Can Idrisil do something? You sure can. I'd like to stand in front of the cart like a goalie and wait. Okay. For Xanner to pop out. Okay. I don't know if he'll come on my side, but I'm just going to stand there and kind of square my feet. All right. Xanner, you are going to add to this role a plus four for an amazingly drawn Mr. Wiggles shape (laughs) that you were able to see. It's extremely accurate. You are going to add a plus two for the clarity and purity you can sense of a Mr. Wiggles fluffiness just waiting for you on the other side. Literal, tangible, stuffed animal. You can add a plus three for the bright and quickly fading light essence of some poor soul you know nothing about. And you can make a religion roll, you can make an occult roll, or you can make an arcane roll. I will make it an arcane roll. All right. This is all the magic. That's a plus seven. And? Nope. You get one hero point for rescuing Kolsch and Catherine. Oh, yeah. That was fantastic, by the way. I'm so happy there was a happy ending to that. Okay. That is a plus four with a plus three with a plus two on a plus six. My math says that's plus 15. And a hero point just in case. If you roll a natural one right now. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> <laughs> you would love that, wouldn't you? Here we go. With the plus 15, I rolled a three. Uh, that is an 18, but I will burn 
my Kolsch hero points. So you're not taking that roll? I'm not taking that roll. So then you must take this, this next, next roll. roll. Oh my god! <laughs> it is the same exact roll. <laughs> With a three for a total of 18. Three with a total of 18. Idrisil, you wait, but nothing comes. Jix, you look and see a sense of Xanner, but he's not coming in the right direction. He still seems lost. And you see that he is going to be passing by and you feel you have failed. You have, I don't know if you want to let him know that, if you want to say something encouraging, but that's the situation. Jenner! Where's Killian in this? Jenner! Got something. Xanner, can you, can you hear us? Xanner, you can hear them, but you cannot see where they're at. Jix, I, I can't see you. I, I feel like we're really close, but I'm just, I'm lost. I can't. Where are you, Jix? Xanner, come to the apple cart. Come, I, drew, I drew Mr. Wiggles for you, Xanner. Jix, you're getting quiet. What did you say? Head towards Mr. Wiggles. Where are you guys? Jenner! Gillian, you had something you wanted to say? Am I there? Yeah, you're right there. You see Jix is uh, getting close, but trying not to touch that magical field, but trying to call out to Xanner. You can't see Xanner anymore. Oh God, I'm really, I'm fully, like, I just want to sacrifice, like if I, oh God. I go into the portal. You're jumping into the portal? Yep. Jesus Christ. What? Yep. Nope. I'm going to do it. Uh, as I cast heal positive energy, I go straight into the portal to try and bring him forth. All right. Are you jumping in there? I just go. <laughs> Say nothing and go. Killian dives in. Killian, your heal gives you a few precious seconds of... And if I can get Xanner and just pull, like, just throw him through as I go to my whatever sure. fate. Your heal gives you a few precious seconds of non-instant destruction that somehow <sighs> befell Kel. Uh-huh. And you are in this strange reality, uh, but you are also gripped by an elven hand from the real world as Idrisil <laughs> is still holding on to you a bit. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, there is a pulling sensation, Idrisil, and there is a dwarven hand holding on to you. Xanner, <laughs> uh -huh. you look and see there is Killian, and it's not like a three-dimensional space here, here. He's just somehow right next to you. Killian, you reach out, you grab onto Xanner, and you pull Xanner from that realm, and you pull Xanner into the town of Tavernry, uh -huh. and Xanner, you hit cobblestones underneath an apple cart. Ow! 
Oh my, oh my gosh. <laughs> you guys. You guys. Oh my God, I miss you. The purple magic has faded and Xanner, they're not as excited to see you as you would imagine as they have all gathered around Killian who lies on the ground. Killian. Mm-hmm. Make a religion roll, please. <laughs> oh, good God. I'm going to, I rolled a three. I'm going to use my last hero point. <laughs> and I rolled another three for a total of 11. Oh, this right. Is fourth wow. reason row. 12, 12, 12. I'm sorry, 12. And Killian is messed up. He has somehow been burnt across his entire body, except for the part where uh, Idrisil was holding on to you. Uh, there is uh, skin is just bubbled up. Uh, there, your eyes are completely grayed over, and uh, you can talk. Uh, but you know you are dying and have just a few breaths left in you, Killian. Why did you do that, Killian? Jix pulls and like, yeah, just pours an elixir of life on him. Just Okay. What is that? That's a, that a six or a four? I'm the reason why you were there. I'm glad I was able to get you back. Killian! Defend Edlin home. It is Kara Hill's will. <laughs> Idrisil's kind of just holding Killian. Like a baby. Like Xander immediately still I don't want to do battle medicine. You want to do battle medicine? Jix heals him for five. Uh, no. Jix, roll a natural 20 and um, a natural 20 from <laughs> from uh, Iggy. That's about it, everybody. No, no. Nope. Xander tries to stabilize. Nope. With another three. Two, uh, three. Almost. I can't do anything, but if I had rolled the natural 20, I would have done something. <laughs> and Killian Fennel passes away from this world and slips into the heavens to join the goddess Carahel. But I saved Xanner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm excited. What a plot twist. <laughs> And we will stop there for tonight. Holy cow! Just wow! What a freaking awesome adventure! Some great role-playing by Jeremy as he tries to get Xander back home. And a whole bunch of those portals Xander went through connected to previous role-playing campaigns we've run in the past. Kolsch, the lion guy with his rifle surrounded by those sci-fi bugs, that's straight out of the finale from season two. The clockwork spiders and the guy with a gray artifact around his wrist exploding a neighborhood in a fantasy town. That's an off-screen moment from season one that was never resolved until now, season three, where we find out Xanner was the actual trigger behind that explosion. That's a payoff that took more than a year to get to. You should have seen the stunned looks and huge grins on the players who had lived through those campaigns. As a game master, you don't get many opportunities to bring moments from multiple campaigns and tie up loose ends from previous seasons. So this was absolutely a special episode for me. 
and Killian Fennel, Wayfarer of Karahel, is gone. Our heroes lead dangerous lives, but man, no one at the table expected that to happen at the end. What a move. In character, dramatic, just so cool. To check out the huge after show for this episode, drop by patreon.com slash ingloriousbards. Hear everyone decompress about what the heck just happened and hear their thoughts about the portals, Xanner, and Killian. That was just absolutely crazy. Thanks to you, Alistair, Jeremy, Tim, Chris, and Seth. Thanks to you listeners for coming along these adventures. Come join us on the official Discord server to talk about this episode and tell us what you think. Get the link to Discord off our website, ingloriousbards.com. How will the heroes handle the loss of Killian and what new dangers await them in this busy town of Tavernry? Until next time.